My friends, the best show is now underway. You know me, your old friend Tom. He's back for another Tuesday night filled with laughter and fun and all the things you've come to expect from an episode of the best show. We had a little technical difficulty. Dudio went, uh, you should have seen him. It was like, it was like, uh, it's like, uh, what's that movie? Majority is a majority minority report. The way he just scrambles and weaves and paints. He paints pictures with zeros and ones. It's something else to see. What? And I got Mike. I got to tell you. This Mike. Oh, I know. This guy. I know. This guy. The signals. I thought it was looking for a church key. The signals. But the technical stuff is sorted out. The best show is back. Thank you, Dudio. Thank you, Mike. Can you hear it, Mike? Yeah, good. Oh, good. Oh, thank goodness. What we're going to do is uh, going to accelerate some stuff tonight. I'll just, I'm not going to do the music. I'm just going to play the theme, and then we'll just get right into the show. We'll make up lost ground. How about that? Sorry, music fans. You'll have to listen to music on your own time. Because... The only music we're going to hear tonight is the Best Show theme, because the old clock on the wall tells me it's time for the Best Show to start in five, four. I don't got time. I've got to start it. Oh. show is back for another Tuesday night installment. 
I'm the host of tonight's episode. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'll be with you all night long. The phone number, 201-332-3484. That's the hotline if you uh, want to get in on the action. We have an exciting show for you tonight. Jam-packed. You thought you the the red carpet on the Emmys the other night was something? Well, wait till you see this extravaganza. From the Keith and the Girl pod... It's not a podcast, it's a live show. It's a podcast. These podcasters force everybody into this podcast bubble. Ghetto. Stop it. Hate... These are this is the radio that just happens to not be on the radio. They're going to be here. They're live in the studio. Later in the show, we're going to have uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. And all sorts of stuff. There's no music to back announce because they didn't play none tonight. Because we're jumping right into it. We got to make a, we had a, a technical bl- uh, blip there. My favorite thing is when there's a technical uh, difficulty hearing Mike say to the callers, We're having technical difficulties. We're sorting it through. If you could just hang in there, it'll be back up in a matter of moments. But that's all it's got to be, though. But it's still just like Mike hearing the, the, the people calling in that can hear it now. Oh, Mike. It's the bedrock. What would we do without him? Other than the show. Quick message. To the guy who wrote... I got an email today from some dude who wrote, Hey! And it was not addressed to me. It was addressed to a woman. And it said to her... Would you like to appear on my uh, comedy show? And then I was like, well, why is he addressing me with with a woman's name? And then I looked and, it's, and I thought about it for a second. And then in a minute later, and I don't even know this person. And then the person wrote back to like, whoops, I meant to write Tom. And then I thought about it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You got autocorrected. You get your thing autocorrected, and it, 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 you sent it to me by accident. So I wrote back, I'm like, look, you can admit. I think I figured out who the autocorrect was meant for, and that's fine. Just admit it. Autocorrect. I've been burned by autocorrect. The guy was like, no, no. I want you on the show. I live in Los Angeles, first of all. You wrote to somebody in Los Angeles. You're asking as if I'm going to go up and do... I don't do stand-up. Just own it. Just own the mistake. You wouldn't own it. You rat. You rat. You're going to have to deal with that. I gave you a way out to just own the mistake. You took the rat's path out. Just like Pete... And I got Dudio telling me. He's like, you got to have my, my friend Pizza Rat on. And I'm like, Pizza Rat? And he's like, and I'm like, wait, you're friends with Pizza Rat? He's like, 
And he was like, yeah, yeah, pizza. And then he's, then eventually he's like, well, no, the guy who filmed Pizza Rat. I'm like, yeah, you're not. <laughs> pizza Rat is a rat. And I saw exactly one half second of Pizza Rat, then looked away because I didn't need to see more. How is that a thing? It's a rat eating food on the street? Is that unnatural? No, that's how it goes. Just because it's not just pizza crust? Big deal. Rats eating a slice of pizza. It's like the opening credits of uh, Louie, except with a rat. Instead, of, That's all it is. No different. Watching him. And that's the only thing I'll say about that show. I like that show, and I think he's super funny. But there's no way he ever threw away half a slice of pizza after outside of a pizzeria. He's never been like, that was enough of that slice. I'll throw the other half away. It's never, ever happened in his life. He has finished every slice he's started. And again, that is not meant as any sort of slam on one of the super powerful people in comedy. Not sure why I'm reading. I'm not sure why I'm reading what uh, Mike wrote here for me. Mike, I don't agree with this Louis C.K. thing you told me to read. Please. Don't. Don't put things like this in front of me, Mike. I, I need to see them before the show and make sure they're suitable for broadcast. Oh, we're having fun, right? Aren't we having fun already? Can you believe it? The phone number is 201-323-484. Let me take a call. Then we'll bring in my special guests. We have uh, Keith and Hemda. And it's Hemda. And Danny. Even he came. Which, who's good here, Mike? Fast call. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom Sharpling. Yeah. Who's hey, this? this is Michael K. from Pittsburgh. Oh, Michael K. from the rock band The Cynics. Yeah, the rock band. Hey, you know what? I had, um, I'm going to try to be brief. I know you say I'm a blabbermouth and go on too long, too long. But I'm going to try to be brief with, mm-hmm. with this sort of a conundrum. Is that the word? I don't know if it's a conundrum. But the, but the question is sit-down shows versus stand-up shows. And here's the deal. I got tickets to see uh, Tom Verlaine and that rock band television, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing a reunion tour without, without Richard Lloyd, though. But they're playing a show in Pittsburgh at the Carnegie Music Hall. Or I don't know what you call it in New York. The Carnegie or is it the Carnegie? Car- people I mean, say Carnegie. In yeah. Pittsburgh, we just call it the Carnegie Music Hall. Yeah. And there's a couple of them. And what are the but name of those sandwiches Oakland, again you guys eat so there? Tom Verlaine what and are the Television are real? playing there on Friday, right? Oof. So I got these yeah. uh, tickets in the second row, just right in the second row. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's one of those um, sit-down shows. Okay, yeah. And so I'm not really, I mean, I can't even imagine watching television and just sitting down there and I would probably fall asleep. Wait, you can't imagine sitting, sitting down. down Wait, you, I mean, did you stand you, when you watch you television? you stand up and watch no. television? No I, no, I don't, and neither does anyone else. 
Well, what, what, you stand? What are you cheering? Well, okay, look, I've been in this situation before because I've seen Patti Smith play at a different Carnegie Music Hall, mm -hmm. and I had to trade my seats with someone else because I had to go to the very back of the hall so I could stand up and dance uh -huh. and watch her sing and play yeah, because uh, people That's wanted it. to sit down. I also had another experience mm -hmm. in a Pittsburgh place where Todd Rundgren played, mm -hmm. and he was doing just one victory. You know, one of the greatest songs ever. As his encore, he's doing just one victory. So I started standing up, and I'm dancing. And I'm like, just one victory. Oh, no. People started throwing popcorn at my head mm -hmm. and, like, things in my head. They're like, sit down, sit down. We want to sit down and watch uh, Todd Rundgren do just one victory. Meanwhile, I'm hanging out with Todd Rundgren after the show. He's like, dude. Thanks so much for standing up and dancing during that song. He couldn't understand why people were even sitting down during it. Okay, I, I would say with this, you might be on the losing side of this one. Uh, really? I don't think. Well, what are you going to get? Eventually, get everybody up, up on their feet. The worst shows. What do you think you're going to get? You think you're going to get? You think you're going to get everybody up on their feet? What do you think you're going to get? Everybody. Seeing television to get up and start jumping around? It's not going to happen. What? Do you think they're too old to? What, wait, wait, wait. When television were actually playing, yeah. were people like sitting down? 47 TV years TVs ago. Okay. That was 47 <laughs> years ago that television did their thing. Yeah. Right? Well, you know what? The last time I saw Tom Verlaine was he played at uh, the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Arts Festival, mm -hmm. and I was tripping balls. And he was standing up. I was standing up. Mm -hmm. There, I don't know how many people were there, but it was in the middle of the summer, and there were all these bugs flying around. And it was just, well, it was just like a magical, crazy trip. Mm -hmm. And all these bugs that were flying around mm -hmm. him looked like trailers, and yeah. he was totally into it. It was a Tom Verlaine band, and uh -huh. so and he was standing up. We were uh, there were no seats. We were just standing there by the river, and there was the Three Rivers Arts Festival, and he was standing up. I was standing up. There were no seats. You could lay down in the grass, I guess, if you wanted to. Look, I get I get your thing, and I, yeah. I, I side with you on this. I understand okay. what it's like. You want people to be engaged with the music. Yeah. Like, people go see the, the cynics. You you like the fact that they're they're up on their feet, and you can Are see you them. Are you kidding me? If someone came to see our band and they were sitting down in chairs, I would be like, here, give me the gun, give me a bullet to my mm -hmm. head. Why, why would you sit down and see a band? I mean, maybe King Crimson. Yeah, no, King Crimson. What, are you going to stand You're going to stand up and dance for that? <laughs> not even that. No, actually, everybody was I would up never for that. even sit down to see King Crimson. I everybody was on even, their feet no. for that. Oh, everybody nah. was on their feet. I saw Robert Fripp play at yeah. bars in... I saw Robert Fripp play, play at uh, bars in Pittsburgh, and he didn't sit down. He was, like, dancing around with his hands oh, yeah. in his pocket to the opening bands. Okay, but then when he went on stage, he sat down. Well... Yeah. Because that's all he, since he's been sitting well, down since 1971. Stick. That's a shtick. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody's shtick is to to sit in the seat that they were uh, given as an audience member. Look, you're you're not going to win that fight. It's, it's That ship yeah. has sailed, buddy. you got to start seeing yeah. different bands if you're all twisted about that. You're going to see television. 
and you're going to see Todd yeah. Rundgren. You yeah. pick, you, I don't like how you're saying, yeah, that's really <laughs> troubling me. But you go, you got to see these, you got to go see other bands then if you don't want people mm-hmm. sitting. Yeah, but. But, 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 what are you no, going to no, do? No, no, the but, but thing is that I should just give those tickets to somebody else and trade them so I can stand in the back of the room and dance then. Sure, if that's I'm what like, you want to do. Kid, you want to sit up front? You want to sit, oh, sit, there, sit there and watch this thing? Here, oh. here's my ticket, and I'm going to stand in the back of the room so I can, like, move my hips and have fun. That sounds like what you should do then. That's what I think. That's what I am going to do well, for the television like you show. You should do. Look, I so saw. I saw the setting. second row seats for television in Pittsburgh. Well, when <laughs> I saw the setting, hey, let me talk. Let me. Why do you have to? You, you got to listen sometimes too, Michael. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. When I when I uh, uh, you know you got to share share the thing share the thing. This isn't the cynics where you're the only one with a microphone on stage. It's two microphones now. I'm the lead singer of this show. I know. You're the backup singer. I know. I'm not even the backup singer. I'm just a... a so, when I saw you guys, though, I, you certainly had no problem laying down when I saw you. You were laying down on your face when I saw you a few months ago. Yeah, you I no was pro- not the alpha dog. You I no- was the dog that was just laying down on the floor bleeding, but that's not... You had no problem. Looked like you were pretty relaxed. You were asleep when I saw you guys. You were so relaxed because you fell no, off the was, stage. I don't know if asleep and unconscious is the same thing, but well, I was not asleep, but I might have been uh, okay. temporarily unconscious. Yeah. Well, look, trade tickets with somebody. Let some kid get way up front and see television. Uh, uh, if they're going to sit there and not dance around, you go sit in the back of the room and you don't, and then get up out of your chair and dance. That's when, what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give the ticket to some kid. Yeah, and we said it 80 times. That's what you're going to, goodbye. All right. Let's bring, let's bring my guests in, please. Mike, can you show my guests to the studio? Please. Can you, can you guide them here? I'm going to take a call in the interim. Best show, you're on the air. Mike, yeah, hi, this is Mike in Portland. It's Mike in Portland. In yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right. What's up with you, Mike? Uh, well, Tom, last week you told me to go to the Mac McCon Mike Curl show. I did, yes. Uh, I told you because you were like, I'm not going to the thing. And then I was I like, know, go to the thing. You, and I wanted to mention that. Um, then you went. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Mike Kroll mm-hmm. was. If if he's still touring, if anyone can see him, I encourage mm-hmm. them to go and uh, check my curl out. Mac McCon has a big following already, so um, mm-hmm. I don't think that'll be a problem to get people out to see him. But they were just amazing. Yeah. And I also met I also met your um, I think he's your associate producer, Pat. Pat is touring uh, with my curl. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pat was uh, incredibly gracious and such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I really appreciated meeting him. I mean, it was it was just a great uh, good. And you would have night. sat home if you, if if I didn't tell you to go out, right? Absolutely you just sat not. there on your couch, not doing nothing. But you went out, you saw these bands coming through your city, and you had a good time. And everybody was you were happier for it, weren't you? I owe you, Tom, but wow. but one thing did happen where I kind of made a fool of myself in front of okay. Mac McCon when he was at the merch table. Uh-huh. What did you do? Um, 
Well, I didn't know who he was because usually I would like, you know, do research, but I didn't have time. I had to leave. So um, I, I was actually looking for Pat and I, I went up to Mac and, and people were like having pictures taken with him and mm-hmm. they, they loved him. And mm-hmm. and uh, I just talked to him and, and he's like, oh, yeah, Mike Kroll has a record on Merch mm-hmm. or uh, a new record on, on Merge. Merge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I've heard of Merge. Yeah. Um, and then just was kind of dismissive. Like, uh-huh. I kind of want to just get to Pat Byrne. And yeah, yeah. Then I looked looked it up, and I realized that he's a founding member of Merge, and yeah. he's also in Super Chunk, uh-huh. and also Pretty he's much. responsible for some of my favorite records mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, but you, did, you didn't know. That's all right. That's okay. I had no idea. You didn't know no what idea. he looked like, so now you do. And he would be now fine with that. He would think that yeah. was nice, that you cared enough. Gracious, Mac was gracious. Yeah. Uh, didn't meet Mike, but Pat was gracious. Uh, great, great show, Good. great night. I'm glad. Everyone else, if they're coming to town, yeah. see them. Go see it, please. I, have, I agree. Yeah. All right, I'm glad right. you have said a, that. You have a great night, buddy. Yeah, have. A- <laughs> That's what we do. We hang up on people to the final syllable and just cut them off. Let me tell you about some friends of mine. Over at internet.bs. What is internet.bs? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a place you go. If you're looking to get some, uh, it, they, they are uh, registrars is what they are. Domain registrars. They, they they heard that the best show, they're fans of the best show. They heard that we were uh, reaching out, looking for local businesses. And what did they do? Well, they stepped up. They rang the bell. The fine folks over at internet.bs. They are a lean and mean organization. They don't spend their money on uh, on uh, 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 fancy videos or pictures of people in suits uh, uh, posing like they're in an uh, underwear catalog. No. They save on that money so they can pass uh, the, the savings to you when it comes time to buy a, a domain name. Internet.bs. I'm going to go there right now and look at it. Internet. Internet.bs. Look at this. Lean and mean, man. Get all those different dot, uh, different dot tabs there. They got them all. And they run deals. They got deals. They, 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 uh, they, they ain't, uh, 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 it's not some, uh, a multinational corporation. They run a tight ship. They support the best show. They don't make you click through a bunch of products you don't want just to get the domain name. Con- they are consistently the best-priced registrar in the market, and they offer a large range of domain name choices. Internet BS also gives customers free private who is, free web forwarding, free email forwarding, and free DNS management. It's a lot of free stuff. They are the domain registrar of choice for subject matter experts all over the world. That's web designers, developers, SEO gurus, among others. 
all the internet boffins, and I'm talking about all the internet boffins, use internet.bs because it's the lowest cost and easiest, easiest to register a universe. Their easy-to-use customer portal gives complete control over the management of your domain names. If you want to buy a domain name, you go there and you buy it. It's that simple. Internet.bs. And they're running a promotion right now. Did you know that Internet, uh, that uh, .us is the domain name for the United States of America? And it's the online destination for everyone with a dream, an idea, or a business made for the United States of America. And I like America. I know that flies in the face of the, 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 the AP mics of the world. But I'm not afraid to say it out loud. I like America. So what you do, my friends, you go to internet.bs backslash Mike. Well, this, this promo code. Internet.bs backslash Mike Rules Tom. That's so, so I just, I guess I just got served, as, as they say. These dudes over at internet.bs, they like Mike a lot. They, and they said, I have to say this. If you go to internet.bs backslash Mike Rules Tom right now, you can uh, celebrate American ingenuity with a .us domain name for just $5. Internet.bs backslash Mike Rules Tom. Throw some internet support their way. And DraftKings.com, my friends, you all know that football season's going strong. We are two weeks in right now. Your fantasy football team might be uh, might be uh, blowing up the spot, but you don't have to wait till week 16 to get paid over at DraftKings.com. You put your fantasy skills to the test every week over at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. There are no season-long commitments with one-week fantasy. You've got an injured player, no problem. Because it's like a new season every week, so you're not stuck with the same guys. Uh, you're not stuck with Tony Romo and his uh, broken arm or whatever he's got. What's that? Clavicle. A broken clavicle. And get this. DraftKings.com is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. You just pick your players, pile up the points, pick up the cash. That's it. Believe me, you have never, ever, ever experienced football like this. This is not fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. And I know you guys listening, I, you know I love my fantasy basketball. You love your fantasy football. You want to play it, you play it over at DraftKings.com. What you do is you hurry to DraftKings.com right now and use promo code BEST to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter BEST for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. I have in the studio the architect of Keith and the Girl, the internet radio show. Is that what we can call it? Yeah. Hold on, I gotta turn these up if you're gonna say anything. That helps. I think we can call it a podcast. Sure, but don't you feel boxy? It's like you went so far out of your way to try to create something that happens in a different environment than just a thing with a laptop and two microphones sticking out of it. 
You're right. I should be more pissed off more often. Right. Thank you. Exactly. Celebrate that you have something bigger. It, it is available as a podcast, right? It is, yes. It is available as a podcast, but it's not merely a podcast. It's a yeah. super podcast. It's a super cast. Yes. I like that. Super duper. So we have here Keith from Keith and the Guy. Hi. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, okay. That, I don't think that was Keith. Uh, first of all, it's, oh, great. it's Keith. This is Keith. <laughs> oh, you scared uh, me. It's there great to be here. Congrats on everything, and obviously, oh. uh, you're beloved, and this is an honor. Oh, thank you. And, and, and this isn't a mere podcast either. Let's no, I didn't say it was. <laughs> I was not boxing myself in like that. And we have Chemda. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Well, and then I'm pissed off now, but that's like great. Good. But yeah. you get past it. Yeah. And then we've got Danny, right? Hi, yes. Does that third mic not work, the handheld mic? Uh, Do we not have that? Is, I, is, there, is, there, one? is there one rolling There's around this trophy here, here There's not that. That's, <laughs> a, that's a ceremonial. Oh. How Test about that? one, too. There it is. So you can do that. How about that? Hey, thanks for having me. This is an honor. It's exciting to see you. Hey, yeah, you, you as well. Uh, Danny, uh, Danny's shy about it. But Danny loved – where were you when you heard the Tom? Oklahoma, Oklahoma City? Oklahoma, yeah. Loves you. He is in love with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> not Literally. Ju- not just he loves you. He is in love. So, you, okay. Thank well, you for the invite. I'll, Actually, I'll we, we brought a gift if now is an okay time. Sure. To, we well, did. Well, the last time uh, we saw you, you did our show and then did Danny's show in the same studio, right? Yes. And uh, you oh. mentioned that there's no variety pack for Oreo cookies. Oh, my goodness. And so we made you mm. a variety you pack. You made me a variety pack. Yes, including two different kinds of birthday cake oh. Oreo cookies. One's this. vanilla. I can smell it already coming out of the bag. <laughs> the, the chemicals. <laughs> the, the, I got hit by the wave of artificiality. Okay. But it's 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 real. It's Look so real. Yeah. Oh there's goodness. like pumpkin. What there's, else? I can see. There's classic. There's toothpaste Oreos in there. <laughs> so you went. We so made you, some. You made some. <laughs> yeah. You you pulled. You licked DIY. off the. Yeah. One of them has marijuana in it, but we don't want to tell you which. It's the toothpaste one. So one of them, so it's toothpaste and marijuana. So it's basically edible, edibles you're, you're making here. This is fantastic. Hey, Mike, do you like Oreos, right? You got to see this. Can you come in here for a second? It's never been done before. This is like... Your podcast and Oreo podcast. This is like your, what do they call that, sweeting? Right? <laughs> when you like. Oh, wow, yeah. Nobody's. No. Right? Yeah. Look at that. Do you want one? No. <laughs> well, this is the problem. You can't choose when it's a variety pack, so it makes it worse. They're all but drooling over it. No, I don't want one. Chipotle? Chipotle? <laughs> that's a Chipotle. I'm a little worried about the one spice. that. I'm worried about the one that did not seem assembled. Like that Oreo. <laughs> Mike took one out and the cookies clearly fell away from the filling, which I've never seen happen with an Oreo. It seemed clearly, clearly like there was nothing adhesive about the filling in that Oreo. It was like just a sandwich where like the bread just fell away. Now, Keith and the girl. Yes. You've been doing this show for how long now? Uh, great question. Thank you. Uh, Ten years. Ten years. March of uh, 2005 we started. And unlike pretty much every other show that people call podcasts mm-hmm. or anything, you guys are you guys are doing, this is like five We do it five days, days a week. A week. Yep. That's insane. It's, yeah. our, it's our job, though, with that said. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the comedian's job. 
these podcasts. Yes, but you have, but you, it did not start out as something that where you can just be like, we're going to, we declare this our job. No. And then suddenly, right, suddenly right. money, enough money comes back in. It's just like, can you do that? It's we, positive yeah, thinking. Yeah. We're just like, we said it's our job. And now, oh, here's our first paycheck <laughs> just showed up. It's like, no, you have to eat it for a while. We were uh, party clowns in the beginning of our podcasting. Could we call it careers? Correct. Yeah. So okay. we were in clown outfits. I was Pocahontas sometimes, Power Rangers. We did kitty magic. <laughs> I was Spider-Man, but uh, I'm 6'2", so you can see everything Spider-Man uh-huh. had. Sure. Yeah, so tight. We got an extra tip fitting. that day. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I guess that for some parties, that would be not wanted. For others, right. it would be like, can we get that Spider-Man again? <laughs> can you bring that Spider-Man back? Again, it was kid party, so yes, it so was the it first was, one. <laughs> generally, it was like, yeah, that guy can't be Spider-Man anymore. I do remember going into a party once and saying, okay, you know, I'm your Spider-Man. Where should I change? And the mom says, where should Spider-Man change in front of all the kids? And I'm uh-huh. like, you got to try. <laughs> yeah. Let's pretend. You paid yeah. enough. You right. Create the illusion that <laughs> Spider-Man showing up. Not because then it's also like, well, that's clearly not Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so that we know that that's not Spider-Man in there either. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom now and change. Science, science, science. <laughs> Photography also. Oh, is that what he does? Photography? Both. He's a nerd. <laughs> he likes science and photography. Well, f- photography for him was his podcast that paid the bills. <laughs> he was. Well, science is the thing that got him in, in trouble, right? Uh, photography was, right? Wasn't he taking pictures in the spider zoo? Was that no, where he was? He, he was, was on, on a field trip. Yes, exactly. Hello. He's on a field trip. Was he not he... taking pictures there, though? He was curious. I've never lived a life, so I don't know what people do on things. The spider fell down and bit him from the thing. <laughs> oh, that's how. It just, yeah, like a radio, like, you know, when you go to the museum <laughs> or the Torah Science Lab and then. The animals bite you? Yeah, and things just come <laughs> right on top of you like that. What, yeah. What if Pizza Rat bit him? Then he would be. It'd be an uglier movie. Rat Man. <laughs> he'd be Rat Man and he'd. I'm here to save you. <laughs> Go from pizzeria to pizzeria. He'd, he'd shoot pizza out of his... <laughs> no, he'd be a Ninja Turtle. Does anyone pay attention? That's exactly what he would... He would actually be... Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Well, then, but they were not human, the Ninja Turtles. They were not, like, they were not transformed. They got... What was that like? Some kind of ooze. Ooze. The ooze turned them into turtles. Talking turtles. They were normal turtles. Oh, I, they weren't boy. They weren't human boys. They got turned into. Oh, that would be like a, the <laughs> saddest thing that ever. Yeah, happened. it's a tragedy. That'd be like the idea. Like these four boys were playing, <laughs> and <laughs> then the ooze got all over them, and they turned into turtles. It aged them up from eleven to fifteen. Yeah, and turned them into turtles. That would talk. be. That would be a tra- straight-up tragedy. It's a triumph that these <laughs> normal turtles were turned into, like, little teens, party teens, right? That's 
That's something to sell it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cow, was it Cowabunga Dude? That's Bart Simpson, I think, right? I had, somebody I, must have bit off of somebody. I remember when that... I'm too old for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Don't say that. But... Or were you? Did you, Danny? Did I you never, grow up? I never got. I was too young for them. I you were think. too young for it. Yeah. Get out! All right, leave. goodbye. <laughs> so, what was your thing then when you were a young boy? Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> reboot. Oh, the reboot. Okay, so like the Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You like? Oh, I loved it. It's my Bible. What this is missing is not enough the, violence and boobs. Yeah, yeah, the deft touch of Michael Bay <laughs> is missing from this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot from normal one. Thank goodness he got involved in the reboot. Mm-hmm. So you guys started your party clowns. You're like, what made you? What was? What were your influences to where you're like, we want to be talking into microphones and do it on a? It must. Were you more influenced by radio at that point? 2005. I think um, Keith was influenced by oversharing. Like he's just mm-hmm. generally like an oversharing okay. sort of person. He had an unofficial blog where he blabbed about every date he had, like Mm -hmm. every feeling he had about girlfriends, things like that. Mm. I did not want to do it at all Mm -hmm. um, because he talked about every date he had, every Uh boob uh he saw, and he Uh was looking at my boobs at the time, and I was like, I don't think that I want to be a part of it. But But I I thought she was... uh... The funniest person I knew, the easiest to talk. We were, we dated, so I thought she was the easiest to talk to. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, some some of the early podcasts at the time, and I really thought they were god awful. And I knew mm-hmm. uh, that we could do this, and so, so I convinced her mm-hmm. to do it. And it was her idea to call it the girl, so that she could uh, uh, remain anonymous was a big deal. Never mind, her <laughs> name was Kenda. Was a was a big deal also. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, nobody can pronounce my name A and B. I don't know if I want to necessarily put myself out there. We, of course, got over that <laughs> yeah. and uh, started doing the show. And I think within a month it was live. Within a month we went from half hour to an hour. We we thought maybe it would promote – maybe I'd get into stand-up. I'd promote that. She's an amazing singer. Maybe we'd promote that. But it obviously became its own thing. Sure. And then suddenly you decide what you have to major in and what is – what you're going, you know what I mean? Like what mm-hmm. is, what's the yeah. complementary thing to the main thing? Right. There was a, there was a time between where we had to start and doing these clown parties uh, was good money, uh, you know, a hundred dollars an hour, a four hour minimum. Uh, but there's a time where we couldn't keep doing these parties and working on the money part of making the show. Mm-hmm. And yes, that interim was very scary. Yes. Cause there's a point when you just have to be focused in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. And the clown parties went out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever miss it though? Once in a while, you're just I like. Kenda honestly, did, I don't. At the, I mean, she she had more talent. She was better with kids. I was nor, usually in those big head costumes, yeah. and people are just punching my privates because that's what you would do if you see SpongeBob. You'd punch him in the privates, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Kenda would finish. We'd finish a clown party, and then you know we'd have our. Balloons to make balloon animals, and Kenda would stop by peep by kids, uh-huh. not at the party, yeah. at wherever we went to get it, food, and would start doing a show for them. I would, I, I couldn't if I had something for kids in my backpack. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just let it pass. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if I was taking the train back from a gig uh-huh. and I saw kids on the train, yeah. every kid would walk out with a balloon in their hand. Wow. I just I I really love kids. Well, that's a nice person, is what you are. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. Um, Keith and the girl taught me not to be a nice person. Okay, so, it, so you're getting it beat out and beaten out of you mm-hmm. a it's, little bit. But it's not that it's not that I didn't do 
the things. She offered the things. Me, if I'd finish a party and then, you know, let's say it's in Long Island, I'm waiting for the train, so I stop in at a bar, but I still have my face painting kit. (laughs) I have to... I have to start paying faces. They make me. You can't say no. No. This isn't my job now. It's like no, you'll you'll paint all our faces. Well, one time uh, me and a good friend of mine, we were doing clown parties and we were in full clown, the entire white face clown makeup with all the uh-huh. colorful uh-huh. stuff and uh-huh. we got hungry after our gig. We went into this wonderful lovely restaurant with cloth napkins. We we're both in like pigtails and braids and things. Right. We sat across from each other in a beautiful Long Island restaurant where people like legitimately got dressed up to go out to eat and were sitting across from each other like clowns, just like ordering food. And no one said anything because it still is New York and no one wants to talk to you. But they're probably just also worried. Like a few... Last year I was in, in a park in New Jersey and everybody walks around this lake and everybody, it's all families and stuff. And then one day there was a guy walking around the lake dressed as Spider-Man. Right. And I fe- the instant thing yeah. I felt was I'm wor- worried this guy's going to start shooting everybody at the lake. <laughs> sure, that's like, fair. That's, I was, that was the first thought I had was this guy's showing up dressed as Spider-Man walking around <laughs> the lake. We're all going to die. Well, I, I think we did put people on edge a little bit because i remember being in a restaurant and they'd say you know can i take your order i'd say i go oh one second i pull out a giant ribbon out of my mouth that never ends and then i order so i do put them on edge yeah so when they probably saw two people dressed as clowns in the restaurant they're just like let's let's serve them the food they're ordering food like normal people let's wait for them to tell us that this is not normal and then we will act then we will act accordingly but let's just spot them the idea that maybe this will be normal the first sign of anything weird then yeah we're calling the cops on these two clowns in the restaurant they did say oh two more clowns (laughs) totally normal i didn't even think of that it's like worse than bringing a clock to school right if something bad happened they can't go we didn't see it coming right we thought we were serving clowns yeah and what's that kid doing bringing a clock to school like even if he brought like a like any clock it's like you should arrest him just right away but just like what are you gonna hey everybody if that went well that's still weird (laughs) we'd be like like, hey here's my clock i made a clock best case he gets beat yeah (laughs) best case the clock gets thrown into a smashed into a toilet and he gets thrown in the locker swirly he gets to look at his clock in a toilet doesn't he like, know all every classroom has a clock in it? A. Yeah, it's yeah. not so. We're acting like he's a great inventor that's going to the White House now. It's a clock. We have them. They're like four dollars at <laughs> right. Target. Like a wall there's, clock is like four dollars. There's a clock in my in my pocket. He made a better clock than that? Get that out of town. It can talk no. to me. It he, can set other clocks. So look. Yeah, look, maybe he shouldn't have been arrested, but but the, what are you going to do? I'm going to also say he should not have not been arrested. He's can bringing a clock that. to school. What are you, what's, yeah, what what, going to show everybody the clock? Oh, look, I made a hallway. I made a T-shirt. Oh, okay, we have T-shirts. It was his time to shine, guys. It was his time to shine. <laughs> he, he had his clock that he made. He did peak though. That kid's peaked, right? That that's clock, totally. the best thing that's going to happen yeah. to him, and he's 14. 
Yeah, and that clock kind of did look like a bomb also. <laughs> it is. <laughs> now that you think about it, I've, I've seen movies. It does look like a bomb. Also, it's odd that his clock only counted down. No, it didn't. Yeah. Did yeah it was a did. countdown clock? It was a countdown clock. And the zeros were bomb symbols. <laughs> the circle and the fire coming this out. This kid's got to just learn, don't bring anything to school. Keep your, you're in high school. Keep your head down. Get through it. You get to be a normal person when you're finished with high school. Oh, now he's better than a giant clock factory, this kid. Okay. But also, I feel like if you want to kill kids in high school at this point, you just bring in peanut butter. It seems to be like the deadliest thing you could bring. For like a a nut allergy? Yes. Yeah. Allergies? Do you have any allergies in the room? Anybody? I have a a pretty bad cat allergy. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not – my girlfriend has a cat, so Uh it's – so how do you cope with that? Well, don't I tell her, but I killed her. the cat already. <laughs> the cat's been dead for a few okay. months. And well, you maybe shouldn't have said that into a microphone. This is live? This is live, <laughs> I yes. thought this was a podcast. <laughs> oh, you want me to edit this out later? Please. This is a- Sorry. Sorry, Danny. If I was Obama, you would have edited it out. I have allergies, but I don't know for what yet. But every mm-hmm. once in a while, it knocks me out. There's something going on. where I think yeah. everybody's getting it, you know? Yeah. I, I, during the summer, I'll take uh, one of those generic pills a day, and it, and it's a tough thing to admit because yeah. when we we're kids, it's the nerdiest thing to have allergies. I will become my own bully. Like, no, uh-huh. I don't. I don't have allergies. Allergies is for nerds, and I'm a totally cool person, and then it yeah. knocks me out, and I lose three days. I take a pill, and then I kick myself in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they hate me. <laughs> like an ibuprofen? What kind of generic pill? Yeah. That Just a generic, uh, you know. Just every, a pill? That, yeah, just bottle? you find a pill on the street, Pills. and you're like, I feel sneezy. It just yeah. says allergy, and right. obviously <laughs> mm-hmm. that it comes in a pack of 6,000. Everybody has it, you know? You're getting them at Costco? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, Keith and the girl, true or false? Oh, these are hard. Okay. Have allergies. You will not do live shows. That is not happening. There's, you will never tour. <laughs> <laughs> that is not I got this happening. one, guys. That is true. <laughs> and we will take true. your next question. Okay. <laughs> uh, we are doing a, a tour, as a matter of fact, 10 cities in 10 days, tour bus and everything. Oh, my God. On the uh, West Coast, starting in Seattle and then uh, scooping around, ending in Oklahoma City. What are these tour dates? Can you ta- can you name them in order? Do you know them? Did you book this tour? Uh, yes. In so order, you know in order is a little tricky because you don't okay. book in order. Sure. So, um, let me try. Okay. <laughs> now, if I knew the map of the United States, I would do this much better. So, somebody correct me. Ready? Okay. Start off in go. Seattle, yeah. Portland, yes. San Francisco, mm-hmm. L.A., Vegas. Things start to get blurry. Phoenix. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Phoenix is around there. Okay. Denver. Yep. Uh-huh. Not, uh, Albuquerque. A- Albuquerque. Albuquerque, Denver, never correct me again, Danny, you're fired. Sorry, I love you. Um, something else, and then Oklahoma City. Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. You're doing the the left side of the country. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ten shows in ten days. Never been done before <laughs> by any band or person, and it oh. all begins October 9th. But no, but no podcast has ever done that. How could they? <laughs> How <laughs> physically could they? We've no. been practicing. What is your show going to be? What is the live Keith and the Girl show? We've done live shows before in uh, other countries and uh, some places in America. Uh, it's our show. Mm-hmm. I just burped. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what Henda does. Henda, sometimes she farts. Sometimes uh-huh. she burps. It's all different. You, you, you might have a home on. I think Mike should be. Mike. Yours. Mike left. 
Hey, Tom. Oh. No, that's He's going to the West Coast Mike to check the tour. Hey, Tom. Are you the Mike of I'm the Mike of Mike's. Yeah. I am the associate producer. I uh-huh. am AP Danny. And do they pick on Berate you? Berate me. Yes, yes right. sure. But it's like the thing now, right? You're just like, eh, yeah. bring it up. That's does what it the Zoloft tells me. <laughs> that's a, does it drive you nuts if somebody who, like, isn't Keith or... Or Hemda sure. does this like they think they can just act mm-hmm. like, like like either of them and just be like, <laughs> and then like you're just supposed to take it like I yeah. said what they do to you too and you're just like yeah. no you can't do that it's, I outrank you right right it's yeah it's basically the who they think is the intern and they're like oh phew I'm not the newest guy in the room yeah but you get uh, if somebody I murder them literally oh, don't will... tell Keith or Hemda okay their guests have been missing for four weeks so we could overlay a map Please. of bodies being found all over and it would track exactly with the tour we're not still live now are we, we? still are live you didn't hit like the four minute for me? we did not pause this the show so now no don't assume anything Ooh. has stopped okay the show is going even the clock kid stuff when we were making fun the of him that was live stuff. yes that <laughs> this is all live obama can hear this the clock kid <laughs> the thing about the you liking the Teenage Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. Oh, it was a masterpiece. <laughs> I didn't think PG-13 was hard enough. You I think, think the Turtles wanted, deserve a hard R. So you wanted like a full-on gritty... Mm-hmm. Shellless, at least. I want one sh- one scene where they're without their shells. You want the cow 18-year-old You want like Zack Snyder yes. type. Yeah. Who watches the Turtles? He's so... That movie. Great. <laughs> He's not great. I saw that movie with my dad in theaters, and that was a pretty awkward viewing experience. Watchmen. Watchmen, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. During that big sex scene on the ship. Sure. That was... Yes, yeah, soundtrack to Leonard, by Leonard Cohen. I don't think I'd ever see it. You couldn't... You'd have to pay me $300 to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> right. I have 249 What movies would it cost you to... Would you have to get paid to watch in your... If you think about it. But first of all, that movie that's coming out now, the one, the Green Inferno, the one that's like... Oh, sure. It's like an Eli Roth movie about like... Kids being tortured by like natives or something. I think it's a spinoff of the Bear Jew from Inglorious Bastards. I oh, think I that's don't his think own. That's I think it's his own adventures. Yeah, he faked his death. I think you're making things <laughs> up. No, he faked his death in the theater. Okay, and he snuck and then, out to Bolivia. So it's but it's these kids on tour, like like on a like a like a. It's like, like a they're backpackers, right? Yeah, they're like yeah, and they're just getting tortured by people, and it's just like to me, it uh. You'd probably have to pay me like five hundred dollars to go to a theater and sit and watch that movie. But popcorn be, or no popcorn? No, with all <laughs> that gets factored. You'd, I would have mm. to be provided snacks of one beverage. Is that part of the five hundred, or do I have to shell no, out extra? In addition, in oh, addition. addition, this is a part. It's like five hundred dollars plus an extra like two hundred, probably the amenities of a movie going experience, like safe seats, or you have to come early. I'll I'll take care of my seats. He's not you don't a, need to reserve. He's not a jerk. This is not the art light. You're paying right? me five hundred for God's sakes. So you would not see this Green Inferno, this no, fun escapist movie that would see that. make you forget about your yeah. real troubles. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's uh, it's fun escapist yeah. entertainment. Uh, you can let go of life for a little while. So is there a movie you would not see that you literally you see the thing for it? You're like, you'd actually have to hand me money to see that. The Sex in the City movies. The Sex in the City movies. Yeah. I hate whores. <laughs> okay. Are we still live? <laughs> I I don't think so. No, I think Mike just. Uh, <laughs> they're not whores. No, 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 they're liberated women. 
Yes. Meanwhile, across Come on, town, Keith. I darling, I was giving it up on my own. Keith likes to pretend that women don't like sex. It's a thing. It's a bit. Uh huh. It's a. It's a bit of life. Well, you're a stand-up, Keith, now, because you said you started wanting to do stand-up back uh, like 10 or so years ago. But I, now you have like six CDs and out, right? Uh, 11, but you know, 11? what it is. <laughs> I do one live uh, stand-up show a year okay. on my birthday. Okay. And I record that, uh-huh. and uh, it's available at Keith and the Girl. And I have I love doing that. I don't have the passion to do stand-up regularly. To like, like really comics, chase it yes. and do the thing. We're correct. But I still take that show very seriously. Uh-huh. And but do you wh- when you get ready for that show, what's the working process? I like? practice in my house. Okay, I'll, so s- I'll say it to m- I'll practice in the house. Uh-huh. I will turn the TV on a little bit as though that was a heckler in case mm-hmm. you know people are sure. making noise with their beverages <laughs> okay. and whatnot. Uh-huh. I don't want to be thrown. I've seen him set up like if there's any stuffed bears or stuff. There's uh-huh. like a. A couch full of like stuffed animals looking mm-hmm. at them. Okay, yeah. so it's like a there's like a Rupert Pupkin kind of vibe yes. to to like do you have like a painted thing of an audience? I tell my you... wife not to interrupt me. I go, wife, so I'm doing my stand up. Jerry, please, <laughs> greatest scene when he's just like, please, Jerry, I cannot host the show for right. four weeks. It's like Rupert. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah, I need you. Well, I, when I practice stand up in my house, I think like a hard part is that the audience will not quit clapping even right in the beginning <laughs> for a good ten, twelve minutes. Sure, and I'm like, guys, please. So it's it's that thing where you're just like it's like all this applause, yeah. and you're like, guys, I only do this once a year. You're going to need to stop applauding, otherwise it's not going to be my birthday at a point. Right, like I, the applause will go so right. long. We will be 12.01, and I will have to legally stop doing the show. I will. I mean, I'll acknowledge the women in the audience taking uh-huh. their shirts off. But this, sure. then we have to begin. And where are you doing the, these shows? It's, it's in the living room. Okay. But then when I actually the show actually does come uh-huh. up, it'll be in a theater. And okay. They seem do seem to be more modest and keep their sure. shirts on by that time. When they're in the not in your house. Right. Well, I, I get on. He doesn't know this, but I get on stage and I go, okay, you guys, practice is over. Mm-hmm. We've all shown him our uh, booze. That's why. Yeah. And we're, now it's time good. to bring it back down to earth. Yeah. yeah. So... Hemda, is there a movie you would not see? What is a movie that you would be, be have to be paid to see? I think like a movie that Danny was passionate about and <laughs> keeps like arguing with me about to see, like just to piss him off. I would just hesitate and maybe like seven hundred and fifty dollars or an AIDS pill. Right. Well, like what movie would that? So be? specifically, have you seen the film Fifty Fifty? <laughs> I have. It's, it's. I thought it was great. Um, so much so I want Hemda hated it. And I was like, you know what? I'll buy the DVD and we mm-hmm. can watch it. This is where he has cancer, right? Yeah, it's where he has cancer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to be a, a rock for Seth Rogen while he loses his hair and stuff. So you were a super fan of that I movie. Was, yeah, I had a blog about it. I ran. Uh-huh. I was the moderator on two uh-huh. message boards, yeah, two 50-50 message for boards. 50-50. <laughs> you would not believe the behind-the-scenes stills that we uh-huh. uh, posted. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. <laughs> so she was like, "Fine, show me the movie." And I bought, I bought the DVD, uh, and then we watched like half of it. She was like, "No, I'm not going to watch more of this." this it was actually really fun to roast a, a movie that Danny adores mm-hmm. because you can like watch his heart just. But because it's a movie that's so sincere, of just like they weren't playing that for laughs. 
No. It's hmm. like, I and want I, him to be better. I don't think and I like that movie like, anymore. And people are like, this movie's stupid. It's, it's, and you're just like, <laughs> but I cried watching it. Who hasn't cried watching everything? Well, then what's the movie? What's the last movie you cried what's watching? What's the last movie Danny? I cried watching? Oh, boy. I think. Beetlejuice. It was Beetle very Juice. scary. You cried out <laughs> of fear? Time. Straight up fear made you cry? I cried when the uptight couple from Best in Show got kicked okay. out. All right. Even <laughs> though they yelled at each other You're and very their dog. I, very a lot sensitive. of stuff gets me. When the, when the mutant teenage turtles uh, uh-huh. slipped in the ooze. Mm-hmm. That got you. It, it got me a little bit. All right. Because <laughs> you thought they would die and it'd be a five minute exactly. movie. Exactly. Yeah. I thought, oh, no. short, I was at a short film festival. I suddenly. A turtle based short film festival. Suddenly there were. Dancing around and on skateboards and skateboards, right? Probably. I think they put wheels on electric guitars. Yeah. Mike, (laughs) you ever watch any of those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies? No. No, it's not your speed. No. (laughs) I think you'd like it, Mike. What's the last movie you cried at, Mike? (laughs) I thought there were some sad moments uh, in uh, Love and Mercy. The Brian Wilson movie. What part, which guy got you? Dano or Cusack? Whenever they played the music. Uh huh. The real Brian Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I would watch that, yes. Did you see that movie? Did you see that movie? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. You hate the Beach Boys? No, I don't hate them. I I went back and I'm trying to listen to these albums that are supposedly fantastic and mm-hmm. you know, Pet Shop. Uh, uh, is of course fantastic, yeah. but that's as much. That that's classic album, take. Pet Shop. What's it called? Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> Pet Sound. Pet Sounds, right? That makes so much more sense. Pet Sounds. <laughs> I have heard of a pet shop. I actually wish it was called Pet Shop. Actually, that's actually you actually improved it. Oh no, the one I saw was a Pet Shop. I don't know about this other one. <laughs> so you're just doubling down on this. That <laughs> it's called Pet Shop. I'm like the guy that sent the wrong email. Yeah. I'm not caving. It's autocorrect. Yes. That was... I just said to them... I, I said, just admit it. It's okay. It's a, it seemed already too late. It seemed too late to admit it, so they stuck with it. But they were just like, no, we want you to do the show. It's like, what would I do at your show? You're a funny guy. Do, but I don't do... They're like, we thought maybe you'd come up and do characters. Or, it's like, no, now you're just digging yourself <laughs> a, a deeper hole trying to justify something that happens to everybody. Part of you doesn't go, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. I even, I even asked, but I live in here. I, this You'll was be a, there eventually. This you're never in L.A.? Not for this show. This, <laughs> show, was like in, this show was like in five days. For this bar show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was like... And then I even asked the person... Who I knew was supposed to be the other person. They're like, yeah, they wrote me uh, and asked me to do so. I was like, yeah, I just proved it. Down. Locked down. Was the other person Amy Schumer? It was not. So mm. Keith and the girl, I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> Keith and the girl. Give the a podcast. It, It's KeithandtheGirl.com. <laughs> Woody right? Allen. Ke- oh, it was a woman you said, yeah, right? It was a woman. So, Mrs. Woody Allen. Sunyi? Sunyi? No, it was it was not. It's All right, not we're hard. narrowing it down though. You're you're getting closer. <laughs> you're getting closer. You'll you'll never figure it out. Now you guys, five days a week. Does the, what's the does the grind ever get to you on this? The, oh the, yeah, the grind. Oh yeah, I hate it. Are there it, days Paul. when you're just like, I would rather be anywhere else but here right now? No, there's there's days like anything else, but. And, you know, somebody just asked me the other day, don't you run out of things to talk about? Unfortunately, you don't. You have what's going, you know, yeah. you have, 
You have Ahmed. You have uh, the guy that survived the the Twin Towers the other day. Uh, there's uh, there's always stuff to talk about. That it's not, but it's brave, not the, that brave hero. <laughs> he, first, he got out of the Exxon Valdez spill, and the next <laughs> thing you know, that dude. Oh man, he's a survivor, guys. Come on, <laughs> he saw trauma. I think that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> is that guy weaving this story? He's it's so and then, detailed, and then all the detail he started. He started painting this portrait of horror yeah. with every detail, as if he was truly survived. Yeah, nine eleven. The thing is, is he didn't think so far. He can never break up with that girlfriend. He can never have a real life because this this thing follows right. him. Yeah, well, now he's free to do yeah. what he pleases. He's not bound by any secret now. No, That's what he meant for this he to went, happen. He went from. It's like nothing's changed for this guy if you think about it. <laughs> right. He went from. Unknown. Surviving 9-11 to being known as the guy who lied about surviving 9-11. It's like he's like he, – he's like – he has this other thing to escape now. Right. Like he finally has something to escape mm. that is – I'm not going to equate it with 9-11, but it's like <laughs> – but it's like he is now stuck with his own yeah. nightmare of horror that he must escape from. And it will. It is. The, he is about to get the terror that he pretended he dealt with. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he remembers that date. It is funny. Yeah, right. This. This is his nine eleven. Yeah. I bet he lies about this story too, though. In ten years, he'll exaggerate it. Say more publications picked the story up. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually did. I was on the cover of CNN. I was I right was, outside of HuffPost's <laughs> offices. I remember being Time Magazine's Man of the Year, and people got upset because sometimes they put a negative person on the cover. I had yeah. sex three times that morning. Right. It was a little low. He's, he makes up that a cab driver talked to him. He yeah. makes up he got out of the tower, and a deli's giving away Gatorade. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what you do. The very, like, I don't know what that loud noise was, but here's Gatorade for everybody. <laughs> he... Yeah, he <laughs> You know these delis. He created this thing where he like threw cab drivers under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this guy tried to charge me five hundred dollars to get to Brooklyn. And then and then cab drivers. And two Wall Street guys, they took it, but I didn't. It's like, well why didn't you take it? You would have split it. Yeah, you would have split it three ways. Nah, it didn't seem right. Anyway, I, I I don't really want to. Even though I brought it up again, I don't want to talk about it, and I don't want you to think that I'm just using it for. Uh, glory. I don't want to make 9/11 my own story. But that's what happens when somebody's stuck talking all. He this guy ran out of stories yeah. very early. <laughs> like he ran out of stuff so quickly. You guys are talking. I'm doing three hours talking here. You guys are talking for. You guys are talking for. With with Danny's show, how many hours are you guys talking a week? It feels like a thousand, but I think <laughs> yeah. it's like five or six. Yeah, Isn't it so weird that we do it? So we do, yeah, five days a week. We've done mm-hmm. it for ten years. We we all have spinoff shows on the Keith and the Girl Network. And yet, just to fill time, we never had a nine eleven story. <laughs> you never got that desperate to make up something like that. But this guy ran out... <laughs> In like twenty minutes of like his first podcast, he's like yeah. starts saying he survived nine eleven. Like, and it's with Paulie Shore was the first. Right. I guess what was he's bragging at bars. He was just like saying, "Yeah, I survived nine eleven. And then Paulie Shore was like on a podcast with him. It was like, "Hey, you survived nine eleven. <laughs> so it's like Paulie Shore sunk this dude. It's like you know he must have just been looking at Paulie Shore like, no, I don't. But this, oh, you want? I feel like he's at bars going. Hey guys, neither here nor there. Where were you on nine eleven? Right. And then he waits until it gets to him, like, "Oh me, yeah, exactly. Oh, funny, Dude. you should ask." And then he 
people buy him drinks. I'm sure mm. back then people were buying him drinks and he a lot was. Of Manhattans. We played some clips with him on, you know, Polly Shores and Mark Marin, Sklar mm-hmm. Brothers. And I, it, it made me wonder if the, if Mark Marin, for example, talked to the Sklar Brothers and they're like, Hey, ask him about 9-11. We all know it never happened. See if he goes with it. Because when yeah. he tells the 9-11 story, the interviewer always goes, really? That's crazy. It really seems like they're messing with him in hindsight. Really? That's cr- unbelievable. I never and knew this about you. Hearing him paint the thing, it's like when somebody is asking for money and they're just like – then they give – like more details yeah. on a thing because they're trying to just make it seem real. Like he was doing that, like yeah. over detailing. I tried to call the office. <laughs> thing. I, like, he, he went because he's like I was on the fifty fourth floor. Like he's throwing <laughs> floor numbers out just like so it sounds totally. Oh, it's totally. This has got to be believable. He threw floor numbers out. Well, my girlfriend was on the twenty fourth twenty fourth floor of the other. Bit. Like he's just like well, and it's just like when somebody's like. Hey, can you help me out with money? I missed the 10:30 bus from the thing, and they just like like the details. Oh, this guy couldn't be lying. He gave me specifics. But the on only this. thing that he forgot the whole time, every time he told the story, we heard it three different times. Right. Places that you mentioned, he never tried calling his girlfriend. He mm-hmm. went home he and went ho- said, "I was waiting for my girlfriend to come home, and that's when it hit me. I guess I got to call the family and tell her your daughter's dead." <laughs> Yep, because that's your first instinct. Time to give up. But lest you worry about this, right then was when she walked in the door. It was a real dramatic recovery. It's so weird. It's like, it's just weird. You know what would be really good? A Broadway musical of the retelling of his story. Right. Mm. And the cast is everyone in the league. So Paul Shear's playing one of the towers. Sure. Get everybody from the league. They're all back, <laughs> guys. It's like how they do that American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Same people, yeah, different yeah, roles. Everyone yeah, just shifts right one. An, it's an anthology. On the yeah, it's just an anthology series. Yeah. We'll just keep this fun going. This fun. It's the league know. presents. Yeah, nine eleven. So you're on board with this, I hear. But when the when he admits it, does the wife go? Wait a minute! I didn't say I was going to admit it. There must be a point where they're just like, I guess we're all in with this now. We right. just can't. I say, we. I say, I guess uh, New York Times got it wrong, and there was indeed a Merrill Lynch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I say we stick with it. Was honey. there a moment where he was like, he seriously sat down and said, how hard would it be for me to make it look like there was a Merrill Lynch? <laughs> Where he's just like, would that take like hacking their website and like listing it in a thing? He's just like, how hard would it be? What, I got to make some stationery? Yeah, do I just need okay. letterhead? Yeah, I could, do, I could do letterhead. I know a guy at a Kinko's. He would, he'd run some off for me and I'd. I was thinking a couple of days later was his Comedy Central special. And I was thinking he should call up Comedy Central and go, listen, I will give you all the money from the special, from the mm-hmm. album, et cetera, if you do me a favor. Let's go back to that stage, and I do a quick five-minute joke about making up a 9-11 story. Uh-huh. You insert that in, and it'll be like, oh, it got blown out of proportion. <laughs> As if it was in there the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Well, then it would just seem like the... I was doing the creepiest, It seemed like the creepiest <laughs> promo tour for the for his special. Yeah, I figured I'd get the word out for my upcoming stand-up special by lying about <laughs> escaping. Hey, 
bright side, specials on, everybody can laugh now. It didn't actually happen. But now he, yeah, he will, what does he do now? Does he do like a one-man show now? He'll, like in two years, he'll do like a one-man show about this. Studio 54. <laughs> what? You could call it Studio 54. That was the name of the floor he didn't work on. That was the name of it. <laughs> that was its formal name. <laughs> okay. That. I think he should test out in two years if anyone remembers his name or even, uh-huh. you know. Puts the two together. Yeah, because people forget names. That's uh, not a name you forget, though. Right. This is this is my never forget. When you I look know up, how to spell yeah. his last name. When you have three tweets about him, you, have to, yeah. <laughs> you really have to know his yeah. name. Hey, Mike. Where are you at on this Steve Ranazisi guy? He says, I love it. You know what? I, I just found out about this. Mm-hmm. It happened recently or? Last 14 week. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 2001. Yeah. yeah, no, I missed out on it. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. But it sounds like a guy just who boxed himself in with something he never meant to go past one night at a bar where he was just shooting his mouth off to sound interesting because he had nothing to talk what what other is he he's just another drip trying to make it in comedy so he stood out for one night and then 15 years later (laughs) he's he's now getting his comeuppance do you think he regretted as soon as he did it like i survived 9 11 why did i say that why did i just say that the fear for 14 or however long it's been six years he must have been so scared for six years like someday the story's gonna come out and it will ruin me yeah, because he's going for fame. Yeah. He's going yeah, and he's for... he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Google fill-in now. Yeah. He's now the first... Steve. He might be the first Steve that comes up on Google. <laughs> if you, right? if you could go Google? 9-11 guy, he's huh. he's up right away. Well, there's Dust Lady and then the Falling Man okay. and then it's Steve. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Steve ran his EC. There's a Sorry, whole movie bro. on Netflix about... It's called The Woman Who Wasn't There. That's and, the... Yeah, the... It's same thing, except mm-hmm. she started a lot of. Uh, I think she started a, a 9/11 support group. Yes, and she helped a lot of people, and it was like such a nice story, except that she was never there. Yeah, kind of brought up a reason, like why is it so bad? And I don't know if he knows, uh, but a reason easily is, you know, whether you were there or not there. If it traumatized you and you have trouble moving on with your life, and you're mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with me? That Steve can be on TV and move on with his life and yeah. become a success, and I must be less than because yeah. I'm crying mm-hmm. daily. Yeah, exactly. You feel like, why can't I pull it together the way this guy's got yeah. it together? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because he wasn't there. That's why. <laughs> that's why. You, that's why he's doing better than you. Yeah, there is that. There is a because the way he painted it, the the details are, I think, what sinks him ultimately with okay. it. The fact that he talked about the the nightmares and the things yeah. like oh, that. Oh, yeah, the falling dreams. He, he, yeah, he always said, that, yeah, I have the falling dreams, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, and <laughs> so I, that's what, if, if there's something he's going to, that's what he has to work to get past, I think. That's the the damning part of it. He should say he did, like, acid and saw the, a 9-11 movie and it mm-hmm. really confused him. And then just be like, yeah, I was sorry, guys. And he should have just blamed it all on Paulie Shore. Should have just been like, I didn't say that. Paulie Shore's, yeah. Paulie Shore's a moron. I didn't say it. Just like, just <laughs> swing it to him like, I never said that. And Paulie so. Shore. Mark Maron's also a moron. And one of the Sklar brothers is. Well, no, but then you, but it all started with Paulie Shore that first time he brought it up. Like yeah. Paulie Shore was the Paulie Shore was the one who brought it back up, and he should have just said that night, 
I have no idea what you're talking right. about. You're yeah. aware. Sure. Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> right. about? And just make Pauly Shore start to doubt himself. <laughs> no, he's the guy who did the thing with the, 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 the 9-11. And the, the thing. He could have been like, Why yeah. are you weaseling out yeah. of there? Yeah. <laughs> with the juice. And, the thing. and be like, Pauly, seriously, Pauly, I don't know what you're talking about. I wish... You were at the bar that night talking all about 9-11. You'd be like, you're, you're insane. And make him just finally just end it that way. Get Paulie Shore, throw him under the bus. Yeah. You escape. What, One, if it, what if this was like his drunk story? Like mm-hmm. every time he got drunk, he really mm-hmm. thought he was there and he told this whole story. And then people started asking him when he was sober. And his drunken brain convinced him that he was... I mean, this is the best case scenario. (laughs) You know, like there was one day of deliberation before he admitted it. You Mm. know him and his wife were going through every Mm. single scenario. Just like you said, do you you pretend Merrill Lynch was there and the Times didn't get it right? And all all the information about it burned. It's it's obviously time to go to rehab. Yeah. Do you think they went as far to say, like, should we leave the country? Just yeah. so we just leave tonight. Yeah. Like, should we we could do it. Okay, we have a daughter. Okay, let's think. Right. Oh, God, do they have a daughter? They, must they, have, have, a, they have a daughter. And I forgot. They were, they were at we'll the Polly Shore podcast. The wife was oh. there on the couch during this holding the daughter. Ugh. At some point, you're going to have to explain to your daughter that on the news, you were at 9-11, both of you, mm-hmm. but you weren't there. Otherwise, you're lying to your daughter, too. It's a never-ending, oh. never-forget story. Right. It never stops. They must have, like, fantasy footy in England or something. He and the wife could move out there and start a new life. And there's probably a tragedy <laughs> over there. What you they, have, they have fantasy footy leagues in England. Uh-huh. They, oh, they like, call soccer footy over there. Okay. Those weirdos. Uh-huh. Like, they invented the okay. word. So, do they have... We could try that. That was not the most far-fetched thing okay. I could have said. Did your so, heart just break, Danny? Oh, <laughs> so you're just saying, I got it now. You're yeah, he saying could, he could he be could, on the a UK mm-hmm. version of the league. Six episodes a season. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Sure. If you kept painting Danny into sure. a corner, he was about uh-huh. to say he survived Hurricane Sandy. You were getting close <laughs> so, to. It was, it was Irene. Look, but I'm sorry I said that. Uh, no, it's a, you almost triggered me, but yeah. you didn't. Don't worry. That's no, okay. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I called you buddy on the air once, and you hung up on me. <laughs> I'm over it. I forgot all about it. <laughs> Did you hear that, Mike? <laughs> do you think, do you, rem- you recognize this guy's voice, Mike, Danny? He sounds like a caller, though, right? Yeah, I do. I, I certainly do. <laughs> I call you. Gave me open mic Let's tips. Let's do one right now. Sure. Am I on the air? Yeah, is this be, me? Best show. Is this me? Hello. Is this me? You're already. I would have hung up on you. <laughs> is this hey, me? Tom. Is this me? I like hey, what's to. Up? Who's uh, this? Uh, this is Danny in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. I'd like to enact one of the oh, caller. What part of Brooklyn are you in? Uh, I forgot already. I'm so nervous. <laughs> See, that way. I hate myself. I hate myself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I just want to say I'm nervous right now. I want to enact uh-huh. one of my rights. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's right. Those are the rights of callers. And callers I guess rights. I'll also take one of, I'll take that, I get to talk for a minute on Interrupted One too. Can I do a twofer? I did give you that. Yeah, you did. did. I, I granted you that. You, you right? invited a vampire. You didn't grant me that at the time I called, but I should have, I think that was before my time.
time. Anyway, gosh, what do I want to talk about? I have a whole minute. <laughs> I think we should go easier on Stephen Azizi. I think Anne Frank would have been a believer. Um, so you're just pouring it all out yeah. real fast. I guess I'll take my answer just, off the air. It's just a volume game. You're uh-huh. just trying to like get as many points on the board as exactly. possible. Exactly. And then hope. It's like uh, the SATs. If you don't know, just uh-huh. guess. Yeah, you're just yeah. swinging. Uh, thanks for having me on. C. 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 I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions to you guys. Let's see what we got here. So far, it's too quick. Get ready. Get comfortable, because here they come. Hamda, <laughs> <laughs> what's the longest you've gone without sleeping? Oh, man. We did a, a marathon show probably 18 hours, maybe 20. Yeah, we've done the longest marathon show we've ever done was 74 hours, 76 hours, and yeah. we probably didn't sleep two days. Wow. Yeah, those were fun. I love those. After that, did you just sleep and sleep and sleep? Forever. No, no. <laughs> First, we went out to eat like uh-huh. crazy people. Yeah. Now you're just like, yeah. 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 You're just like, I'm ramped up and I can't come down from this. Yeah. We, and then. We went out to eat for like a two-hour yeah. meal yeah. Yeah. to talk. talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. We After had more. talking for 76 <laughs> yes. hours. Yes. And still I didn't tell a 9-11 story. <laughs> you still, see, you still had enough in that 76 hours that you did not make up. <laughs> Something about you escaping nine eleven. <laughs> Keith, what's the dumbest purchase you've ever made? Uh, what's the last thing I bought? Um, <laughs> dumbest purchase I ever made. Come to what's the dumbest purchase I ever made? Thirty dollars worth of Oreos. Uh, any- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's the greatest purchase. <laughs> this is so appreciated. Uh, uh, he buys a lot of creams. Whenever I, I like creams and lotions. Whenever. <laughs> Uh, whenever I'm, I, I collect shot glasses from all. Uh, well, let's not rush past this creams and lotions because <laughs> okay. this could be helpful to. Because a lot of dudes don't know about creams and lotions. Right. Can I talk about how I survived Hiroshima? <laughs> what is the kind of what kind of creams are we talking about? I, I enjoy I enjoy regular your old fashioned body lotion. Okay. I enjoy the oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and oatmeal. Uh, what what is more referring to is that I have a medicine drawer in my house. He has a medicine room. It's okay. ridiculous. I will. Room. I have every medicine uh-huh. that a guest could ever need. Okay, and, and I always update them if they uh, go past the uh, the warning. He thinks expiration dates are real. Of like, course, they're on rare. the mark. Mm-hmm. Like if it. Is the day after some food says to throw it out, he will throw it out. Yeah, no, that's not how they want you to throw it out. Yeah, and so that you can go buy another one. It's arbitrary. You smell the food, look at it. But if it's medicine, nah, medicine's medicine. Uh, so my wife makes fun of this too. Like, why do I have everything for every yeah. case? Until guess what? Guess who gets somebody diarrhea all of a sudden? Somebody needs it. I have it. Somebody needs the allergy thing. You get the jar that just says pills. <laughs> <laughs> break that back out. I was. Uh, here, I was. Take one of these. <laughs> There's six thousand of them in here. I did the same thing when I was single. I like being a host, and I mm-hmm. I was single. I'm living by myself. I had uh, I had mydol. I had PMS medicine. So you were just ready for any. I'm ready for. Yeah. I had. I didn't smoke. I had cigarettes for people. Wow, that is a good host. I'm the best. Is nice... Or is it deeply desperate for friendship no, and connection? It's thoughtful. <laughs> Thank Do you, you want cigarettes? <laughs> no, and Mitel. It's not thoughtful. It's like, well, if she has a period. She can't say anything because I have Mitel, <laughs> so we can still have sex. Well, look, that might be 
I'm not going to get into that part of it. I read that on the surface Thank as being you. thoughtful. If he's annoying, I can give him cigarettes and he'll die faster. <laughs> so We're spot on with the Keith so We are. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure who was talking there for a second. It was you, that Tom. Was, it was me. Yeah, I have sty medicine. There's, there's, I can't think You're of. You're such a creep. It's only creepy <laughs> to have all this medicine. You know those, um, and I'm not like a hypochondriac or anything, but you know the, how that guy bought that AIDS medicine and now he charges $750 mm-hmm. for, yeah. I have 20 of them. You have yeah. 20, so you, Already. you, you're, yeah. you have. I'm good. Like what, fifteen grand? Mm-hmm. Was this in the pre-Turing pharmaceuticals days, or did you get it after they marked it up? I got it. I got it when it was thirteen dollars a pill. Don't nice. you worry about it, Danny. He has it. Okay, sorry. I haven't. Guess who's mm-hmm. not getting it? Hemda. Hemda oh. and Tom. Danny. Mm-hmm. Danny, what makes you sad? Oh no. Oh boy. Bye, everyone. Cheers. <laughs> um, just like what's a, like? <laughs> just what makes you sad? What makes me sad? The future it makes me nervous, which okay. makes me sad. Everything the future. Does. I'm depressed. Uh-huh. I don't know. You probably couldn't tell by my demeanor. <laughs> you just seem like a dude. You're all right. Thanks, man. I don't think you're doing poorly. I'm. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not a. You over it now? Uh, yeah, I'm good. If Tom says I'm healthy, I'm healthy. <laughs> Look. Um, yeah. You're doing fine. I, I think. Yeah, I'm doing great. I just my. You, you think I'm doing does so great? Does this guy seem yeah. super depressed to you, Mike? <laughs> what? No, he seems all right. right. He seems a little. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> we'll see that. But he, you know what that was, Mike, right there? Yeah, he got he got a little bit of money and he had to gamble it, right? Who me? Yeah, yeah. You got a little bit. You had to take. Mike said you're doing all right. You had to take a shot at Mike. Well, here's the thing. I grew, I was raised on taking shots at Mike, but you. <laughs> See, I'm but doing I'm doing what people exactly do to me. The I was, same yeah, thing I, was, I said that. You I know. Said, I you know. said it drives well, you I was, nuts. It doesn't really. Here, behind the scenes, if I, nothing has ever gotten to me, and I'm a cool cat. Um, but if you're suddenly doing the thing, and it's you're right, like, I hey, got... you're Danny from Keith and the Girl, and then they they start berating you the way either Keith or, or Hemden sure. do, then you're just like, why are you doing this to me? Uh, yes. The same thing I guess I did. In all fairness, I don't think I was making fun of Mike. I think I was saying I'm really depressed with my tone. That's what um, I think so too. Him, yeah, him, I didn't say, catch that. him yeah. saying okay. thanks, Mike, is like, you just made me better. But, but this and that, you just made him think he's a. But, uh, while we're on the subject. How did you take that, Mike? Okay, see there. But Maybe while we're was... here, Mike, what a creep, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who, Mike? Yeah, boy. No. No, Come not on. that one, Kaplan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he is weird. Um, Shout out. Elliot Smith music makes me sad. Elliot I have to Smith. be in a certain. I loved him as a teenager. Now I have to be in a mood. And do you like to play it and get sad to it, or do you try to run from it so you don't hear it and get sad? Well, it's horrible running music. There's like no beat at all. Um, no, I'll. I have to if I'm like, oh, I'm in a if sad mood. Run. <laughs> yeah, you're going to. It's tough. It's Jim listening to Elliot <laughs> Smith. Either or, you'd think it has a lot of tempo changes, but mm-hmm. it's pretty even the whole way. Do you think there's something to depressed no. people keep listening to depressed music? But I don't, though. I, I have to be. I have to be in a frame of mind for Elliot Smith. I don't just listen to sure. him willy nilly these days. Listen to something upbeat like Pet Shop. Sure, I love Pet Shop. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. The Peach Boys. Brian Williams album. I love it. Wouldn't it you be know, cool? It's, it's on Brian, there. It's Brian Williams' masterpiece. Yeah, he he, Pet Shop. he mixed it at nine eleven. <laughs> yes. What makes you sad, Tom? Um. Please don't say me. <laughs> no, I don't know. I get sad by the. Aww. 
the, the shortcomings of humanity. Mm. Does this sad. Donald Trump thing scare you like it scares me? No, I'm no. not worried about that. Okay, mm. me neither. I lied. Deal. He, but uh, he's not. No one's calling. Like him, a year you know? and a half from the election, right now. Still, though, we care. You think we're going to stop Karen? Do we? We do. I'm okay. I'm speaking for all of humanity when all I right. speak for myself, but I say we do. I'm voting for. No, this was my issue with it. <laughs> so the guy is, yeah, but that's like so far away. No, it is. See, part of it, it's tempered. It's I'm, I'm not like you know shaking in my shorts all night about it, but just I don't know the fact that everything. Well, Mike, he's, he's like, not shaking in his shorts all night. <laughs> You've never heard that phrase before. Shaking in my shorts all night. All vibrator night. No, I haven't. Um. But I don't know. It's a, it, no one's calling him on it. Anything he's doing, he's getting more and more audacious, and he's just rising in the polls. It just makes me nervous, is all. But everybody's calling him on it. Yeah, okay, they're calling him on it, and nothing. The public isn't taking heed. The public is saying, "No, more. We want Barabbas." This is going to be, you know, it's going to be like Danny. Yeah. Yes. I, no, the, I don't. Okay. Well, let me tell you. Thank you. Remember the movie Snakes on a Plane? <laughs> and then when like everybody online was like. Hey, maybe we should. Why don't they add this into Snakes on a Plane? And then, like the people making Snakes on the Plane were like, "Okay, we'll we'll add this." And then they were like, "Have them do this in Snakes. Have them say this in Snakes." So then they added to it, and then it gets to the point where you then Snakes on the Plane was going to come. Out, you thought it was going to be the biggest movie ever because for a year everybody had just been talking about Snakes on a Plane online. Then it came out, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go see Snakes on a Plane." <laughs> I, didn't I see talk. It. I talk about that at work. Like I, sure. I waste time at work talking about that, but I'm not actually going to choose that. Right. I'm not going to waste my time. That's well, what that this whole okay. thing's going to be. All right. Be. Well, that that's helpful. I hadn't looked at it that way. I thought we were all getting paid five hundred dollars to see it, which is why I didn't catch it. I would. I think I would see that. That might be an even swap. That one. Mm. But I. I don't know. Maybe you got to pay me four dollars to see snakes on a plane. Just enough. Just yeah, exactly. I got to get something out of this (laughs) to choose snakes on a plane over all these other movies. What's that, Mike? Uh, Oh, they're doing production. Okay. All right. Um, can you tell him like uh, ten? Yeah. Is that? Because we slid everything, we're sliding everything back tonight. We're sliding it back because we had some. Tell him like twelve. Twelve. <laughs> I got thoughts. <laughs> you got thoughts. Let's see what else we got here. I want to ask one more. Um, what's the most? Any of all three of you? What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said to a celebrity? Oh. Think. Oh God! Oh, I did the stupid thing. Like, oh, well. aren't you you? <laughs> Who'd you do it to? I still can't remember her name. <laughs> what was was, she, what okay. did you think she? Who did you think she was? Okay, I actually she is a celebrity. I'm bad with celebrities. Uh-huh. I actually think she is incredible. I just mm-hmm. don't know celebrity names. Okay. I just enjoy them in the role that they play. Sure. Uh, Taylor she, Swift. You ready, Keith? Keith is good like this with okay. me because I'm bad at names. She was on The Sopranos. She was one of Annette Benning. What's his face is cheating things. Oh. She was in Jungle. Oh, I know. Um, who was in, you're right, Jungle Fever? Yeah. Tim Allen, Jungle to Jungle. The woman. Mm, I'm out. Her. Uh, so that's okay. what I did to her. I was Scar- like, you're in. It's like, good. <laughs> and so, you said, you're somebody from a thing. Oh, aren't you? Yeah. And then she was like, she was I like, guess. am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Anybody, Keith? Um, that you humiliated yourself? In uh, trauma? Not humiliated. We had uh, call-ins are tough, mm-hmm. mm. as opposed to when you know the person's live in the studio. And I was talking because I feel like you you're not getting everything. You're yeah. you're, you're missing a tone. You got to bridge the 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 gulf a little right. More. So I was telling Bobcat Goldthwait what a genius writer I think he is, and I meant it. And I don't know if nobody says this to him, but he thought I was sarcastic. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, uh-huh. we we had like we got my dad uh-huh. uh, sold insurance. Somebody gave him like one of the first Betamaxes, so it's a big deal in our poor family. And one of the first tapes was Hot to Trot, and I'm a kid, and I, yeah. I liked it because yeah. I couldn't believe we had a movie in our house. Yeah. He thought I was picking on him because yeah. nobody likes Hot to Trot. It's a talking yeah. horse, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that went south. So that one, you just lost the. Yeah, he, the, he thought every time I said, I think Windy City Heat is genius. He's uh-huh. like, who are you? Who put you up to this? You couldn't. Yeah. yeah that kind of thing. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it's like. So he hates me now. We should just, let's make a clean break. Right. Yeah. We got, we got a call from the person who like linked us up. Mm-hmm. It was a buddy of mine. He's like, what did you Dude, do? What are you doing? This is like a thing we did. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? What I'm like, you know me. I wouldn't just berate yeah. a person right. that you, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Our show is never like that. Like, you know, we're uh, a lot of these shows, they have somebody on just to, you know, yell yeah. at them. Yeah, exactly. If no. we had a psychic on, we wouldn't even have a psychic on to uh, yell at them. No, you guys are doing a thing. You're talking to people. Yeah, You're yeah. filling the, the space. You have 8,000 hours a year to fill. <laughs> you don't have time to yell at these people. <laughs> you can't have them hang up. <laughs> it's still somebody got to answer the door. Yes. Danny. What did you say Embarrassing, to embarrassing encounters. Um, yeah, I saw Patty Smith in an elevator once. See, this is, no, this is. Mike, can you remove Danny <laughs> from the studio? Um, well, it's fine. You, so you were on my show. Uh, that's the show. I was, me. yes. Um, and it was great. It was a great show. Thank you. And you were hyping. I remember you were hyping some real cool music that show. Oh, uh, the Decemberist. Nobody had ever heard of. <laughs> okay, I wasn't. This new Decemberist record. You were trying to turn and everybody on. the new Stephen King to. novel. I was yeah. trying to get that's him some press. You were saying, hey, everybody, here's an author you might want to check out. His name's Stephen King. I love it. And here's a band you might want to check out called the Decemberists. Any other cool picks you want to give us? Yeah, have uh, you heard of the Pixies? <laughs> the Pixies? You wanna maybe tell us about a Avengers, Age of Ultron. Ooh, I've heard he's a bad guy. <laughs> um, so I had I had uh, Chris Gethard on that show. Okay. Um, yeah. How that? How did that go? Well, you know me. I'm an awkward guy, and Chris uh-huh. is an awkward guy. And you'd think the they would work in tandem, mm-hmm. our sensibilities, and they really didn't. Uh-huh. And the first show, it was just weird and awkward. <laughs> and I feel like he I feel like he felt like I was picking on him, but really I was just being awkward um and the second time i tried to like self-consciously like do it he did it a second he did a second time yeah (laughs) would you like to what did he do wrong i have pictures of his own ass he lost two Um, (laughs) so the second time i tried doing this bit where Uh i where i like mended the chris gethard bridge i called it and i grabbed his hand and he was like don't touch my hand dude Uh he was like don't grab my hand without warning me and I was still so far deep in that hole, I kept trying to. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? But <laughs> you, it was it was very it was uh-huh. I'm very I was embarrassed. Did you guys see line. this happen? Oh, oh they yeah. were there. Where and you were just like front was, row seats. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, oh, we let it happen. No, no we let of it course, happen. Of course, you got to let it happen. But it, it, <laughs> did you just feel yes, empathy for him? Like 
Oh, damn it. Because we're watching it. I can't even tell if Chris was like serious because uh-huh. he also plays it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. For, and he plays it up around Danny mm-hmm. extra because sure. they're both playing up some yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh-huh. not sure who's doing yeah, what. Me neither. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, is Chris mad? Wait, is Danny going to continue? Oh, my God. <laughs> Quick, somebody call his mom. I talked to Chris about you. Oh, <laughs> really? He thinks you're funny. Oh, good. Aww. Well, tell him I'll hold his hand anytime he wants. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's really good to hear. Thank Danny you. put together a CD from uh, That's the Show with Danny. I did. And I've heard of. it, and I'll tell you what, no joke. A- excellent. You're on it? Excellently okay. awkward. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the best of. Who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die. Good job, Danny. Uh, exactly. We are all Selling just here. It. You almost had a real moment, Danny. Good I catch. didn't. I knew the whole time it was fake. <laughs> yeah. Had, you, can't, yeah. you can't get one past this guy. Yeah. You snatched Actually, defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled it out. Back to Danny land. I got to keep my brand strong. <laughs> it's, it is keeping your brand strong. The brand yeah. of not winning. <laughs> you almost won. Yeah. You're like, it's like Charlie Brown with Danny, this brand. Danny does such a good job of being awkward. We're ending the tour in Oklahoma City because he's from there. Like it's, sure. it was part of it. We actually, uh-huh. like, you know, I think we we crossed one entire state just to get to end in uh, Oklahoma City, and we're putting his mom on stage with him. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. And his mom pretends to not be into it, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, she's into what? it." What? I can't believe my son is saying it, but like she adores it. Oh, she'll totally. She'll. Everybody will lose their minds. She'll sell me right down the river for oh, a yeah. song. No, it's going to be a triumph. Oh, I mean, I'm very excited. <laughs> I've talked to you my mom. You a lot of We've... friends back in Oklahoma City? Yeah, yeah. Are they all going to come out? I hope so. Yeah, they'll yeah. all come out. You're going to Who finally, knows, man? You're going to finally show them all. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm coming back as a hometown hero. Yeah, exactly. Remember the weirdo who fell asleep in church and maybe his puberty happened and everyone said he had a wet dream during mass? Well, now he's doing comedy for you. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> don't get spooked though seriously oh i'm already don't spooked, spooked right now don't. so i can't don't imagine. just relax with it okay don't spook yourself out with it okay because you know you're gonna succeed or spook no, you're myself? gonna spook you're gonna okay, you're, it's okay. gonna be your default setting is gonna be to okay. overthink this one. all right so let me take notes don't overthink it no, overthink it but don't overthink it okay He's saying a thousand things can go wrong. Don't focus on these <laughs> right. things. Just relax. You go back. You show everybody you, who you are now. No, what? I'm. it's going to be great. I'm going to. What's, be what's a, worse? The Oklahoma City show that we're ending it mm-hmm. and your mom's going to be on and everyone that you know is going to be there or the comedy store where it's like a thing to sure. get there and uh, not a lot well, of Well, neither there. is worse. They're both blessings. I'm very lucky. I don't know why my angle for this is <laughs> acting like I'm pained by any, all of this store. is. The comedy store. Yes. Huh? How about that? Yes. Yeah. Hope that the ghost of that one dude who jumped <laughs> off the roof of the hotel next door doesn't get you. Mitzi Shore, yeah. You know, he gets people. He gets ghost. people? Yeah. Well, how does he get them? He no makes fun. them have a bad set. I don't yeah. want to does talk he go about boo. it. He just inherits, he, he just inhabits them? your body. And then you're. <laughs> have you met him? The ghost? The ghost, yeah. No, I'm. Or it? Are they? Is no. it still a him? And that hotel, you know what that hotel is next to the comedy no, store? And that's Holiday the, Inn? No, it's the Hyatt. That's the Riot House. That's where Led Zeppelin shoved cars out of <laughs> into pools, and well, Keith Moon went crazy. That's that, the famous that? hotel. Wow, the Riot House. Where are you staying? In I LA listen to Dan? dubstep only, so where are you, where are you staying? 
In a tour bus. We're driving through the night. Staying on the bus. Yep. They, everyone else has a hotel room. But <laughs> I, just, just, I get to sleep in the cab me. part of the sure, tour bus. I don't even get my own bunk. Ew. Ew. <laughs> they let me sit in a folded up couch. Actually, You're... I just found out that we get three parking spaces at the comedy store. So we'll get to park our bus back there, which means, you know, there's like a hangout space out yeah. there. Which means we get to hang out and show people our tour bus. Yeah. I'm so dorky about this tour bus. No, you should be. It's uh, awesome. We have a yeah. tour bus. There's a shower on there. There's like bunk beds There's and a stuff. Toilet we don't get to use. How many people are on the bus? Seventy-two, but <laughs> divided 72. the money. But none of us have big personalities, so, so it's easy to. So you guys are exist. actually just. You sure this isn't just a, a greyhound bus that's going <laughs> from these cities that you guys are just buying tickets for? We're also sneaking Syrian migrants in. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many people are on the bus? Maybe seven or eight total? Nine. No. Nine. Mm-hmm. No, I'm pretty sure it's eight. It's, you said no, but it, all right, eight. I'm going to go. Eight people. Strangle on, myself with the Eight mic plus cord. driver. Yeah. The drivers rotate out. No. <laughs> no. So this dude. Look at money bags over here. No, I'm just fi- trying to figure. You got to let these dudes sleep at some point. Well, they we finish the show and we have like a curfew to get on the bus. Okay. Like maybe at 1 a.m. Within their window of, of yeah. thing. Yeah. So from 1 a.m. to probably like 8 a.m. he's driving. Mm-hmm. We get to the new city. He sleeps. Yes. Yeah. Hi, this, Wally. This is going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be And so when great. does this start? When? October 9th. October 9th. In Seattle. And, and where can people get more information on these these live shows? Ten shows in ten days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. com slash tour. Okay. And by the way, each one, each city has a clever video that uh, Danny shines in. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I may say, shines. Oh, I'm a vampire and we shot it in the daylight. <laughs> because ten shows in ten days, that goes back to the Mike Watt thing where if you're not playing, you're paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys... Yeah, we can't miss a city no. because this is such an expensive no. tour. No. Like, we're taking a huge risk with this bigger, yes. yeah. But it's exciting. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be great. Do you want to come? I I can't. Okay. I have half a bunk open. If okay. you change your oh, so you, we'd go halvesies. Well, of in, course. In I'm not going to uh, give up on my dream for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I but wouldn't want to share my look, dream. I don't want to step on your dream. <laughs> Thank you. This is your moment. Thank you, Tom. The moment when you get into Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Trip on stage, I'm sure. And look, I'm not saying it's something that you got to get it all back, everything. <laughs> it's some one moment to get it all sure. back all those years. In one night? <laughs> it's not that. It's going to just be a piece of cake. Yeah. No, you're going to get up there. You're going to show everybody. Look at me now. Yeah, I am. With Keith and the girl. Keith and the I'm girl. I'm not that guy. No, I'm not Swirly Jr. The guy, the guy you ran, you got showed, ran out of town. I'm not him they anymore. Did, as soon as right? we graduated, they were like, all right, bucko, you yeah. get up on out of they here. They walked you to, like, Rambo. They walked you to the edge of town. <laughs> they did. Made you leave. When everybody starts acting like, hey, we were always good friends, are you going to mm-hmm. go with it? Yeah, most of them were fine. It's not like I was that ostracized. Okay. It was a Catholic school after all, so... I don't know why that means the morals were there. But everyone was great, and I love them. And come out. Get tickets. Oh, ooh, who else can I burn bridges with? Well, guys, I, I thank you so much for coming and being a part of the show and coming all the way here. You know what it's like to get people to come do things, so I appreciate you coming. Thank you for having us. It's and, a huge, huge thrill. And this tour is going to be super exciting. Ten shows, ten days. Keithandthegirl.com yep. mm-hmm. slash tour. Yes. Everybody's there. 
You can have shirts and things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Posters. You have posters, yes. right? Even you, that's exciting. Are you going to sign them? No. What? No. 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 These are mint conditions only. Okay. All right. So no signing of the posters. <laughs> we'll sign your boob, though. You hear that? Also, no. That's no. sacred against God. All right, okay. Fine. That's so Just belly sacred buttons. against God. Yes. <laughs> Are we married? Sure, I'll sign your boobs, but... Okay. All right, you don't... I don't think this is going to be an issue for you, Dan. No? Why not? <laughs> I, just, I think you're, you're, you're... Well, if you say so. This is not going to be something you're going to have to figure out okay, where that's you good. stand on I've that. been fretting about it. It's, it's, well, you can you can rest easy with that, with that decision. It will not present itself. Can I tell you? I was this close to dropping out of a tour because I didn't know what, what I was going to do if that happened. Uh-huh. But now that I know... Uh, now you're in. I'm in it to win it. You're baby. in. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for Thank coming you down, so Keith, Hamden, and Danny. I appreciate it. And everybody go, everybody listen to the show, keithandthegirl.com, and go get, if you're on the West Coast, get the tickets, keithandthegirl.com slash tour. It's going to be a lot of fun. Starts in October 9th. Mm-hmm. How can you beat that? Well, I'm going to play a record, and then we're going to talk to Kevin McDonald. Kids in the hall. From Pet next. Boys? What are you from, play? Pe- from Pet Boys. From yes. Petco? <laughs> from Petco. He's a guy who works he's, at yeah, Petco. Yeah, he's a cashier? Yes. He's a, he, here's a record by Nobody. This is, he's at Gonerfest, which I'm not going to be at this year. Unfortunately, everybody have fun down in Memphis. And let's listen to something from, uh, this is from the album Secret Songs by Nobody on Goner Records. And I'll be back in a couple minutes with Kevin McDonald. All right, best show back again here. It is time. We're moving along tonight, man. We're moving along. You all right, Mike? You having a good time out there? All right, let's go to the hotline. Being told to go right to the hotline. Going right to the hotline, right to the hotline. Hello? I have my guest here. No, this is not some trash person on the line. This is an actual super legend. Not just a legend. There are are trash people. Then there are regular people. Then there are good folk. Then there are famous people. Then there are the upper pantheon, which is the legends. And this guy is in the that final category. The highest of high, a legend. One of the kids in the hall. The guy who's made so many laughs for us over so many years. We have Kevin McDonald on the, on the, the show. Kevin, are you there? I am there. Hello. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, I, but I would every time you said super legend, I uh, I whispered the word cult in front of it. <laughs> cult. A cult. Super legend. Uh, oh, no. That's not. It's not cult. What? Because what is it? It's either it was supposed to be uh, Michael J. Fox or <laughs> like was that, was that you're comparing, well, measuring you yourself I, against? I, I, I feel I know you already. Uh, our definition of super legend would be like culty kind of things. But some people out there, they would think Michael J. Fox, and they would think uh, as a super legend, me as cult. I'm, I'm just uh, stating. The Pixies, are they cult legends? I think so. I think they're cult. 
but they're not they're just it just is now kevin it just everything just is it's like i know there's never gonna be another eagles type size band like that's not happening again in terms of a band selling 20 million albums those days are different times i can watch a movie on a phone i understand Uh, yes you're right wait you can watch a movie on a phone (laughs) yes uh yes i took my time machine to the place where they can yes um, but I know what you're saying. No more Michael Jackson. No more Beatles. Uh, no more Eagles. I know. I yeah. know. Look, in some of those cases, that some are sad and some are good. In other cases, and it's so kinda... it's all sort of mixing together, maybe. Yes, but still, in the real world, and I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation, is that um, millions of people have heard of the Eagles, and hundreds of people have heard of the Kids in the Hall. More than hundreds have heard of Kids in the Hall. Maybe nine hundred, maybe a thousand. So, so it's like an even, an even thousand. So, you guys, wow, we it, made it. My we per- hit a thousand. My perception, my perception of the whole thing is a little different than yours. Oh boy, a thousand, one thousand, okay, uh, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just went on Twitter uh, in June, and I have uh, eight thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't gauge Twitter against anything because that's uh, just a. Uh, it's like if you didn't get in on that thing in the right three month. Wi- if you got in the right three month window, then you have. F- when was five that window? Mi- I'll go back to my time machine. When was that window? Dave Foley has like I think eighty thousand, and uh-huh. he's been there for a while. But he has the most. Po- I'm whispering so I don't hear it. <laughs> so Kevin you, you don't want to hear the. the you don't want to hear the meaning behind it. <laughs> don't tell Kevin. Yeah. Oh, that is – so you have eight – well, first of all, you should have more than 8,000 followers. The guy who screens calls AP Mike for the shows, he's gaining on you. <laughs> Mike, Mike's it's hot on your heels. Style of uh, tweeting. I'm doing a thing that people are calling uh, – hey, this is more like serial tweets like, uh, because I, I don't know how to do 100 – what is it, 120 characters? I, 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 uh, I have to go to like um, 1,000, 1,002. That's my favorite number, 1,002 uh-huh. characters. I do sort of more serial tweets, and maybe I'm boring people. Well, look, I'm looking at your account right now. Yes, go ahead. You, uh, you're hang- right, am I right? Eight thousand. You're hanging strong in the mid eight thousands. There you go. You're coming up on eighty five hundred. There you go. So, but you also you- I get about a thousand a month. <laughs> I've been not I've been counting, but I've, I've been getting. A, I'm a social scientist, and I've been getting about a thousand a month. <laughs> so. So this is all just a game for you, is what you're saying. It's a game. It is. It is a sort of a social scientist. I'm using me as a guinea pig, for sure. By the way, I think the kids in the hall were the pixies of comedy. That's why I always say the pixies. Um, how they paved the way for Nirvana. I don't know who Nirvana was in my um, allegory, but I, I, I feel we paved the way for some kind of Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you paved the way for that, but you... you, you... But you also you had moments of glory that are that will stand oh, yeah, forever. Yeah. I think we're great. Uh, I'm not being so much self-effacing. I'm just, um, uh, as my father used sure. to say, I'm just fact stating, Kevin. Yeah, but you called me fat. I'm fact stating. So uh, that's mm-hmm. what I'm. I'm doing. Uh, you know, sure. I love us, but we're. Uh, I would say cult. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But. But you, Kevin McDonald, and maybe in a way we want to be cult. Yeah. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe yeah. we think it's 
we were like uh, 16 when punk rock started, when Nevermind the Bollocks came out. Mm-hmm. So maybe in a weird way, we sort of subconsciously, uh, this is the best interview I've ever had already, by the way. It's sort of like therapy. Maybe this is um, uh, this was our way uh, of uh, remaining cool, having people like us, but not many people. Maybe, maybe that's what we wanted. I don't know. Well, I'm being told Dave Foley has 158,000 followers. Oh, my God. So I thought it was 80. Oh, my God. Got, he's got, he's got 150,000 more than Whatever you. you do, don't tell Kevin McDonald he'll faint. <laughs> okay. But you, first of all, I say Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall, a, 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 my favorite member of Kids in the Hall. Well, thank you. Even if you're lying, it's a very sweet lie. Thank you very but much. But it's not a lie. It's true because you were the funny one, the way I referred to the show. Thank you. Uh, the, the others sort of say that too, but again, are they just saying that because I was the least successful and they're just being, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> looked, just being cool? I looked at it as they would ju- it was like... It was like, tea, do you know what T-ball is? Do you have T-ball in Canada? Yes, the, the baseball where you put on tea, little children? <laughs> yes, on the stand. They were, they, the other four guys took turns putting the ball on the T-ball stand, and then you, you were the only one with a bat who swung. <laughs> I think I understand. So you hit all the balls, and they... Set the they set you up like you were the you were right. like the Reggie that's Jackson. Sort of the best description of straight. Uh, I know you don't mean just this, but it, you could use it as the best description of a straight man I've ever heard in my life. That they were four straight men <laughs> for me, yes. And teeing up, it's just like we know who we know who the slugger is. Right. Just, uh, uh, thank you, and they're always very nice. They always uh, say I'm the funniest. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I, if you go by points. Let's say um, for like there's four or five different comedy categories. If you get the um, five points for first place, four points, I may win by points. For example, for comedy timing, Dave Foley probably is in first place. He gets five points. I'm in second. I get four. Uh, for um, uh, characters, I may be in second place. Someone else would be like Mark would be five. I would get four. And if you go on, I would get four all the time. So if you add it up by points, I may be the first. You'd win. You just the idea like you keep, you just know what it takes. To just win, and then it's then it's yeah. one of those things where it's like people <laughs> he, feel he robbed. On one single event, but yeah. <laughs> he ended up winning points. He came in third every time, <laughs> but, but the others went from first to fifth. Yes, exactly. Well, maybe you should have been more likable. Maybe is there a sport like that, the decathlon or something, where you can like where you do different things and you finish second or third all the time? You could end up winning the whole thing. There are things. I think that's like isn't that like. Like uh, like uh, bike when they ra- do like the Tour de France, yeah. isn't that like all? Do you win like like they finishing second every day? I I don't know. I don't. I'm not <laughs> interested in it enough to find out. Yes. You know what I am interested in though, yes. Kevin McDonald. I'm interested in in laughing. So yes. And uh, so I I uh, I got a hold of this uh, this album of yours. Yes, I'm very sorry. <laughs> You have an album out now. I do, I do. Um, yeah, I call it making faces. It sounds like a bad joke because um, uh, because like in an album you can't see faces. But I I do. I don't know any other words. So I'm going to sound like Vaudeville, 1928 here. But I do a bit. Uh, I call it making faces on it. If you heard it, you probably. I did hear it. It's very funny. And on the thing, you're doing all sorts of stuff. You say you come on saying that you're doing stand up now, but it's not exactly stand up. It is. It's a. It's an yeah. a, a, amalgam of styles. Absolutely. Traditionally, stand-up would require that the comic doing it uh, would have jokes. So right away, I'm not doing real stand-up, no. So right off the top, you've <laughs> right been, the top, you've I'm been disqualified. Out of that I don't finish second in that one. Uh-huh. 
you've been disqualified right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> I lose that Olympic event. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but you do there's sketches on there, and there's yep. you're doing uh, uh, a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. And even my uh, the stand the, the thing I call stand up, and I only call stand up because I'm in front of a mic and I'm by myself. Um, I sort of think of it as a, a one man sketch show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that makes I sense. I can't really write jokes, as my album proves. <laughs> but, so, but, but, so get it, everybody. Yeah, but I've never heard a more ringing endorsement <laughs> for a thing. It's an album. There's no jokes. I've been doing it for a year. There's yeah. no jokes on it. Oh, you know what happened? Uh, can, may I tell you this, and we'll get back please, to this? Please. It's your show. I realize that. Um, I just played a uh, Yuck Yucks. Have you heard of that? A Canadian stand-up place. Um, no. Uh, it's a comedy club in uh, Calgary last weekend, and um, I was brave. I was trying new material out, mm-hmm. but I did all material in front of uh, in front of it. And before it, uh, I do that making faces thing. Where um, I go, uh, where I say, people in the audience always expect me to say jokes. I say, Kevin, tell us jokes. And they laugh at that, and it's going well. And I do this new material, only I'm a little crazy because the bit is like a half hour long. And halfway through, I lose them completely. And they start grumbling. There's a few boos. And one uh, woman yells out, Yeah, you're right. Tell us jokes. (laughs) 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 To which I panic. Um, and I, uh, I, I, I wipe my eyes and I go, uh, it's only a few more minutes. Well, I know it was, uh, I should have lied. It's only a few minutes longer. It's only 15 minutes longer. And then they really got mad. And I said, all right, never mind. I'm sorry. And I went back to the new, uh, the old material. Now when people, people, the, the, the people I look, I love, I love Canada. I, I love it more. I would rather live in Toronto than, uh, New York city, for example, for me personally. Because Toronto maybe doesn't have the top ten percent that New York City has, but it also doesn't have the bottom thirty percent. It's kind Toronto's of in second place. It's kind of the it's, middle, exactly. It's the U of cities. Yes, it's the in the Catalan. It wins in points. The 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 thing you've said twice on this call already. You've said that you're sorry. Now sorry. that is that's a thing that Canadians get a, a bad rap for yes. apologizing. Actually, in my half-hour bit, I did, did a thing. I don't think I ever got to the sorry part in Calgary, but I do something about us saying sorry. Mm-hmm. But yes, but it's it's where where what's the origin of that, and and how can how can we get the, I wonder. a country to stop apologizing? I always figured, like in the, when I came up with this theory twenty years ago, I thought that um, if Canada was a stand-up comic, it'd be Woody Allen. And of the uh, United States was a stand-up comic, it'd be Andrew Dice Clay. And I don't know how that happened. Uh, I don't even know if I'm correct, but if I am correct, I don't know how that happened. But um, we, we just grew, we, we grew up because uh, we look like Americans, and we mm-hmm. sound like Americans. We're like that old show from the 60s, The Invaders, where the, the aliens look like Earthlings, but um, their fin- you can only tell because their fingers were a little separate from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I figure... I don't know if anyone will know that reference, but I do. Um, uh, we're sort of, and because of that, I think we feel inferior because um, um, America is number one in everything. And when you feel inferior, you grow up saying sorry a lot. Well, you know what? America is not number one in everything. Uh, I don't know what, what things we're not number one in, but I'm <laughs> sure there's something. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's the other great uh, awe-inspiring thing about the States 
even if they're not, it makes they uh, they make you think they're number one in everything. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, name something we're not number one in. Yeah, and exactly. Then you, well, I can't. Then you're just kind of on, you're on the spot and be like, told you you couldn't name anything. We got on the moon first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Now this album. Yes. It, it, true or false, Kevin? It is not available on iTunes. It is available on iTunes. So that's false. No, it's yeah. true. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, uh, how did you word it again? <laughs> you said it's not available on. Yeah. So false. Yeah. So false. It is available on iTunes. Yes. And you recorded this album in New York City. In New York City uh, at uh, the Pitts Theater. Yes, the People's Improv, Improv Theater. Theater. Oh yeah, I can't call it the Pitt Theater because that would be the People's Improv Theater Theater. Yes, the Pitt. Now you teach there a little bit too. Uh, I do. I come every year. I do a little teaching. A little teaching. Now, I do. Now what are you? What, what are you? Te- are you teaching sketch writing when you come yes, down? Yes, uh, sketch writing um, uh, in the old way. How the kids in hall used to do it before we had a TV show. Um, uh, writing through improv. Mm-hmm. So like we'd come up with the uh, like ideas, and then we take the our one line ideas and we improvise them over and over until we had a scene. Then we moved on to the next one, and that's what I'm sort of teaching. Now that's uh, that's uh, that must be. Do you, you ever just look out at the students and see some people just are like do the bit from the thing. like they're not there to learn, but they're there, there to were a just few be people, like. I, I've heard this a few times uh, because I, at the beginning, I, um, I it's a workshop thing that I hated when I was a kid in workshops, but uh, I do because it kills time. I start the class with them going around seeing their experience in sketch writing and uh, sketch comedy and improv. And uh, I've heard a few times, i got to be honest with you, Mr. McDonald. I, I've never done comedy or been on stage in my life. I just wanted to see one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, 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 that's flattering, but then you 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 must have – what, do you bounce them from the class then? No, no, them? no, I never do that. Um, and there was one woman um, uh, who had uh, – I was going to say the city, but I shouldn't say the city because the people may know who um, – who um, uh, she had – a week earlier she had been um, – What's 2015 for insane asylum? Sorry, what's that? What's 2015 for uh, what do you call an insane asylum? Politically correct nowadays? What is um, mental health center? I guess like yeah, like some sort of mental health facility. Right. Well, she was released from the fruitcake building like a week earlier, oh. and she had um, uh, come to class, and she kept uh, this is the one time where I sort of had to be a teacher because uh-huh. she kept um, standing up and interrupting me and talking every. I said reminded her of something, and she got excited about something. And uh, for the first time in my life, I exhibited patience uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I uh, an interest. And she eventually, I think, eventually she got bored of me, and she sat down, and she ended up uh, like having a good class. That's nice. That's a nice little story. You broke her, right? You, I you, broke her. It was like she a, was a horse, a horse from the the nut cake, and uh, yeah, I broke her. It was like a like your Mr. Chips moment. Yes. <laughs> now, do you wear a jacket with patches on the elbows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the new version of Peter O'Toole, I sang a little. Or if it was like a Warner Brothers cartoon, I would have chased around with a butterfly net. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so you're, you're covering all the Ch- bases. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I, I, I went more Mr. Chips. So, Kevin McDonald. Yes. Stand. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. We love you. Is now the movie ends. That is how it. That is, but this is not how this. We're not yeah. ending this. No, 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 no. 
No, I'm talking more about Mr. Chips. Yes. The the uh, the you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of voice work too now. A lot of yes, I have. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of in the booth. Like you're in the booth now. I'm in the <laughs> yeah. I'm in the booth and um, uh, and I uh, I love calling the headphones cans. So they they just got you in the but they're like, do we got Kevin? We got Kevin patched in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they patch me in. It's never the same city and. Um, uh, and uh, I say to the engineer with me, I say, should I put my cans on? Because he's 26, he looks at me quizzically, and then I say, headphones? And then he nods, and then yeah. uh, then I'm patched in, yes. And then, then you're, because you do a lot of cartoons, so like, what what are the things you're doing now? What, what type right of... Right now, the one I'm doing is, um, it hasn't been out yet, it doesn't come out yet, it's called um, uh, Bagel and, uh, I'm going blank, Bagel and Becky, where I'm a dog, Becky's a cat, and we're brother and sister, and our mom's a human being. It's kind of a strange one. Wait, what is that? What is that configuration again? <laughs> uh, I'm the dog, who's uh-huh. the brother okay. to my uh, cat sister. Okay. And uh, <laughs> our mom is a human being, or at okay. least we call her mom. Yeah, this. Uh, I'm not sure. Is this like some sort of Isle of Doctor Moreau type of thing <laughs> going on? Yes, this the Marlon Brando version. This this sounds terrifying, but it's <laughs> it's like like in different hands that would be just like. Yeah, hey, I want to tell you about this new horror movie I'm a part of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they say it's for like eight-year-olds, but it seems to be very, very dark age. It's the most nihilistic thing I've ever done. Uh, do you know um, uh, my comedy out of Buster Keaton? You know, like uh, how some of his shorts were like he'd get his car stuck on a train, uh, a train track, and then look like a train was coming, and he, uh, oh no, it's a car he just bought. And he's transporting his family, but he gets out, and the train misses the car, and everyone's relieved. And the last second from another direction, a train comes and destroys the car. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, sort of happens in this cartoon every episode. Yeah, see, I like, uh, I like Buster Keaton, and I he, like... He's my favorite. I like, uh, Foley and I are favorites. I like Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd was good, but Harold Lloyd, it's funny, I think he's a great comedian, and he was a producer, but I, I, wonder, I always wonder this, and I have no right to say this, like Offset, did he make people laugh? Was the crew always chuckling? Uh-huh. I have this feeling that he wasn't. You know, who I, didn't, you know who I don't like, though, is uh, Laurel and Hardy. Really? Like, I saw this one Laurel and Hardy thing, and they're like doing this thing with a piano, and they're just trying, it's oh, like... Oh yeah, the famous one, where I, I kind of love Laurel and Hardy. But it's like... I saw that and I'm just like, you dudes didn't figure out that there was a side end. Was it like a side entrance for the thing? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's on you. They're punchline. Yeah, they're, they're going up the stairs all the yeah. time, and then and every I, time they get close, it goes down all the way to the stairs. But Laurel and Hardy, uh, first of all, I think Laurel was a comedy genius. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm um, bringing your show to Boreville now. I'm sorry for being bored, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, and uh, Hardy. Was he wasn't even like a straight man? He was like a great comic actor, and nobody like I don't think hitting people with pies is funny unless it's Oliver Hardy. He's the one guy that does it right because the, the whole thing about um, the comedy one about getting hit with a pie is keeping your dignity. So Stan Laurel would accidentally hit him with a pie, and Hardy instead of getting mad would like do his tie up and put his hat straighter and then walk away with dignity. And uh, and it always made me oh, laugh. Oh, see, I mixed up. The, I I, the, I I meant um, Abbott and Costello is the one I meant. <laughs> So Lauren Hardy did the piano. Because they did the thing. Abbott and Costello did that thing where it's like, who's on first? And they're... Because yes. look, I look at it this way. If yes. it's in black and white, how good can it really be? Good point. Like, good point. seriously. Uh, listeners, if you uh, take away anything from this interview, yeah. that's the thing you take away. 
Forget the cult thing and the pixies of comedy. Forget that. But seriously, think about it. If it's in black and white... How good can it be? How good it could really be? That's right. Thank God for Caddyshack in color. Like, like, yeah, like if Caddyshack was in black and white, I'd be like, I don't have any time for this. (laughs) I don't know why I picked Caddyshack. I did like Caddyshack. I liked it. Caddyshack, if you watch Caddyshack again... About one-third of it is maybe the most boring movie you've ever seen in your life, which is, and that is basically the plot of Caddyshack, where it's just like, right. oh, geez, will this, will this kid get the, the scholarship? <laughs> it's like, who cares? Oh, oh, those rich snobs! He's not getting along with his girlfriend. <laughs> it's so boring, you're waiting. It's like, where's Ted Knight? Where's Ted Knight? That's it, you guys. You show those rich snobs a thing or two. Yeah, that whole snobs versus slobs thing. I get yes. that. I, but the I, other, I, the other third or two, I forget your math. Uh, it, it's it's funny. It makes you think you like it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. The other the other two thirds make up for that one third, yes. which is the worst thing you've ever seen. I, in I your imagine. Life. I, I don't know if this is true, but I imagine Bill Murray ad libbed his way through the movie, and it's got some of his best lines. I would. I, it I seems think. like he spent three days working on Caddyshack. Wow. Because all his scenes seem to be yeah, pretty contained. Like, like he's... On the green. Yeah. He's he's either on the green or in like a... In like a... The, his little clubhouse. <laughs> What's that great line he has? Is it the Dalai Lama? Yes. He had a... Uh, what is it? I just remember the punchline. So I got that going for me. When the, when he wanted a tip from the Dalai Lama, the mm-hmm. Dalai Lama just gave him some peace advice. <laughs> yeah. Your everlasting peace. So I got that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you look back, Kevin McDonald, not yes. that not that there's not you looking forward. Yes. Because we're looking forward. I know we're, we're looking forward. We have Making Faces is out now, and everybody can much. get it over at it's iTunes. It's jokeless. Buy it. It's it's jokeless. Buy it. Yes. Again. That's the that's what I wanted the ad to be, but they they fought me on that. They <laughs> they they fought you on it's, it's jokeless. jokeless. <laughs> yes. So. I'm sorry, go ahead. But when you look back at, right now, I know what at, you mean. There's plenty to look forward to in my life. I'm not an old man over 50. Uh, I, I understand, but what do you want to look back but, on? But when a Kevin McDonald looks back. Yes. What, what are the, what are the high points you see? Is it, is it, is it hanging out at the Reveille? Oh, eating, that's a good eating, question. Uh, uh, Fries, like when it all equalizes, fries there. Like when I'm, uh, like 93 and, uh, I'm sort of a vegetable. And and it all equalizes. Like, uh, what are the happiest memories? Probably yeah. the Rivoling. The Rivoling. For those of you, I'm screaming for people who are listening to the puck. For those of you who don't know, the Rivoling was the club the kids in the hall played at before we got our TV show. That's right. It was where it all began. It, all, it was sort of exciting. Uh, you know, we did a different show every Monday. Uh, we did a show every Monday. And it was always different sketches. It was, it was almost like we were pretending we had a TV show. And we were sort of finding ourselves, and you know, we we thought we were good, mm-hmm. but we also knew that every comic thought they were good. Mm-hmm. And um, we had tried to get into Second City, mm-hmm. but Second City said we were too weird to get in. And we were like, when we were talking to ourselves, we go, "Of course, we're too weird, man." But also, when we were by ourselves, we were thinking, "Well, we're I'm 21. Weird could be double speak for bad." But for some reason, we um, we we believed our own hype 
um, sure. see Public Enemy, and uh, we, we we thought we were good. But there were all you were also there to back each other up. Too it wasn't like one person yeah. thinking maybe I am insane. <laughs> Was there a point where, where would it feel like well if if the if the five of us are laughing at it, it's got to be funny. Yes, we always thought that. Uh, but the thing is, that how many mediocre comedy troops must think that? Yeah, but you must have felt some kind of thing happening with it. It where felt you... special. Like, like it did kind of feel special. Like the first few months of the Rivoli, only 16 people came, and it felt special. And then all of a sudden, it, it was like uh, standing room only, and, and then we felt more validated special, and it, and it sort of kept getting bigger. And um, we got a review... The, um, the help us get discovered, blah blah blah. Where where um, this writer said the kids in the hall assume their audience is as smart as they are, and we never like articulate that, but we all walked around and go, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got it right. Yeah, we do. And I remember that was like a special moment of feeling validated. That's awesome. That's the that's the thing, and you do you still hold on to that in some way where it's still you, because you're still fighting against the thing. The Absolutely. Uh, I guess if you, if you like did the DNA of every comic, they would feel like the underdog. But we're also Canadian, and there were five of us, and we couldn't get in the second city. <laughs> and we like we, we definitely feel like I mean, you took away that underdog feeling, and we're a cult thing. And like, like it's always, what is what was the first thing I said in the show? We're a cult thing when you were calling me a legend. Um, uh, you can't take away my cult thing from me. You can't. Um, you can't make me as popular as Jerry Seinfeld. It would, it would take away our specialness in a way. Yeah, because it's been because when it clicks for people, it's the most important thing exactly. in their life. Exactly, they're not just passively consuming it and being like, "Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's all right. It was that was stupid. I don't know." And they can't tell you two things about it. Yeah, you because exactly. fame means nothing. I remember 1991. We were staying in the same hotel as um, Cato Kalin, uh, the O.J. Simpson guy, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he had way more fans walking down the street than we did. And like, like, um, and fame means nothing. Um, I guess that's why we like the cult word so much. Can I tell you, Scott? Thomas Wait, you know Cato Kalen? Who? Kate? Yeah, is that his name? The guy who was uh, living oh, in. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I don't. I know. You don't have a number for him, do you? <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> right, it's right now. Years old, but I'll get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to say, Kevin McDonald? Uh, Scott Thompson's uh, Lemonade Theory of Comedy. What is his lemonade theory? Uh, and I grew up loving Saturday Night Live. I'm not uh, dissing Saturday Night Live. Um, but um, lemonade, um, is people's, uh, most people like their lemonade sweet. Let's say Saturday Night Live. And some people like it without sugar and kind of like the lemon taste and the sourness of it. Mm-hmm. And, if, uh, and the ones who like the, the sourness of it really love it. And that's mm-hmm. what we are. We're sour lemonade. So your sour lemonade. What if that was the name? Did you ever think the name Kids in the Hall, when you heard it, when you guys came up with it, were you ever think like, hey, I'll be over 50 and I'll still, <laughs> it's like. Never, never. It's like being a beach boy. Yeah. <laughs> never, never. Roger Daltrey saying, hope I die before I get old. It's too late. It's, yeah, never. It's, it's just a name. You're young. You don't think about it like um, the next year. Yeah. And, uh, and though we all thought we'd make, but also I, maybe in the back of our minds, sketch comedy, uh, most like troops nowadays are doing it more, but, um, but when we were there, no troops really, real troops made it. They were conquered and divided. 
So mm-hmm. um, a troupe would get uh, some buzz, and then three of them would become big writers, and one of them would become a star, like actor or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the back of our minds, we were thinking that anyway. So why not the kids in the hall? Would you go in uh, with me on a line of merchandise that we could sell to the improv community? Yes, of course. Shirt. Well, I like the fact that you said yes before I even told you what it would be. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> It would be shirts that say, I support the troops. Yes, T-R-O-U-P-S? Yes. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. We could sell them at every improv theater across the country. I think you might become a millionaire out of this. Mike, would you buy one of my shirts? I support Mike, the call screener who has more followers than you, said he would support, he would buy one. <laughs> he supports the troops. I, th- I think you might become, this is the millionaire idea, I think. Well, Kevin McDonald. Yes. I'm so sorry to say that we've reached that point in the show. You got the word sorry in, though. I did. I was trying to make you feel at home. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I had fun. I'm not being phony, though sometimes I am at parties after a vodka. Uh, This was fun. It was fun. I had a great time. Thank you very much. Your album is called Making Faces. Yes, because it's it's an album and you can't... Shut up, Kevin! It's great, and it's not laugh-free. Thank you very much. There's at least two laughs on there. Thank you very much. At thank least. You. At least. And people can get it over at iTunes. Yes. And thank thank you for being a guest on the show. I do appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. I, I love your show, and I'm not lying. Oh, well, that's sweet of you to say. You you have a grand evening. Thank you very much. You too. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. All right. Bye. Good night. That was nice. Kevin McDonald checking in. How about that? How about that? Uh, I'm going to play a quick thing. Hold on one second. I want to play something by a band on Ghana Records. Osmutants. Osmutians. Again, I wish I was at Ghana Fist this year, but I'm not. Here's a band. It's a record called Order of Operations. Really great on Ghana. It's a song called Wrong. And the records we heard before, we heard uh, the the Shannon and the Clams from their new album, Gone by the Dawn. We heard uh, Point of Being Right and uh, No Bunny uh, from the album Secret Songs. We heard, uh, I believe it's called, Out to Lunch. But now we're going to hear something from Osmutants. Let's check it out right now. Best show's back. What a crazy show, huh? You having fun out there, Mike? Oh, we just heard from Dwight Twilly. Something awesome from him. Single on the uh, Hozak label. Firefly. Can't beat that. Good stuff, man. Dude's telling you how it is. 
Dwight Twilley. Before that, Os Mutants. I'm going to say it's Os Mutants because it's Mute Ants. I get it now, okay? Slow on the uptake, man. The name of the song's wrong and it's on Goner. The name of the album is Order of Operation. And they're from Australia, which is why it's all okay. Boy, that was a... These are hitting me late, man. Hitting me late. My friends, the phone number, 201-332-3484. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, this is Shane in Toronto. Shane in Toronto. What's up, Shane? Um, You were talking about uh, Canadian chocolate bars over the last couple weeks. I was, yes. And, uh, what would you like to know about you were, them? Well, you were saying that you were not a big fan of the Arrow Bar, if I recall. That's disgusting. Low-grade chocolate. I was I was wondering uh, exactly how you ate it, because there's a certain technique to the Arrow Bar that I feel like enhances the enjoyment of it. Well, t- tell me your t- tell me how you eat one, and I'll tell you, I'll 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 tell you how I ate one. Okay, yeah, the technique I'm talking about is you're supposed to apparently, according to commercials and all the advertisements, uh, let it melt on your tongue, and so the bubbles inside the air bubbles yeah. kind of can feel them like almost popping. Yeah, that's what I did. Yes. Yep. Still not a fan. Nope. I guess I'm an arrow apologist. I got I really enjoy him. You love your Arrow Bar. Look, you got it. If you guys figured it out with Coffee Crisp, I, I got to give you that. You got you got that covered every which way. The Coffee Crisp thing. I have to agree with you there for sure. I am definitely a big Coffee. I have a Coffee Crisp sitting right next to me at the moment. And so do I. I have one sitting right next to me too. We're oh. Coffee Crisp buddies, right? <laughs> coffee Crisp pals, absolutely. Oh, I like Coffee Crisp Buddies. Yep, that, I'll have to defer to you on that, I guess. You're gonna, you're gonna eat yours? Let me hear you chomp into that thing. Yeah, you wanna hear me chomp into it? No, I don't actually. That's disgusting. Get off my phone. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. How's it going? I'm, it's going alright. Who's this? This is Alex from Toronto. Alex from back to back, the Toronto, the T dot, coming through strong. Wasn't our plan, I don't think, but uh, maybe it's like a Jungian subconscious thing here. Mm-hmm. Where you guys? Uh, where are you going tonight? Sonic Boom. <laughs> yeah, I cruise by Sonic Boom with my value pack of Coffee Crisp. Pick up some tragically hip CDs. Sure. I love it. What's going on, champ? Uh, well, things are okay. I actually just wanted to call and. Uh, Say thank you for being so nice to me when we ran into each other in Toronto. Uh, I guess a couple weeks ago now. Well, we I remember you. And... You were you were the you were leering at me, right? <laughs> right. Well, I saw you, and uh, I thought, you know, that looks like Tom. Maybe I should say it hello. Was Tom, you were giving me the look, though. You got to admit, you were giving me like the. You were gonna. It was that look where I. I swear, I saw. I thought. I. I. And I'm not joking. I was like, I think this guy's going to mug me. <laughs> and then you said my name. And I was like, oh, 
you probably you were one of those people you were ready to it's like when it with a and look i'm not calling you a serial killer I'm not calling i'm not going that far currently but okay. you know that thing when just like if you say your name to a serial killer they can't kill you it's like the rules of that like if you, if you say your own name if you say your name you 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 make yourself a person and then right. they, they can't do it Right, it's like, oh, I have, a, I have a kid, I have a wife, my name is this. You just keep whatever. saying your name over and over, and then they can't do it. You recognized me before you were going to do it, and you're like, oh, I guess I can't. I guess I can't uh, rob this dude, because I know his radio well, show. Heard at first, I thought you were alone, and then when I introduced myself, I realized that you were with somebody else. So That's all right. Change the situation you a bit. Seem like I think a, that was a you seem like Mr. a nice paycheck. you seem like a nice young man. You seem like a decent sort, it's, as they say. Well, I appreciate that. A little off. You're a little off, right? You know what I mean. Look, I'm just being, we all have problems, don't uh, we? No, yeah. Look, I'm I'm just straight shooting here. I got problems too. I'm a little off. You don't think I'm weird? I'm weird. I'm weird as day is, the day is long. For some reason, I, th I think I'm gonna. I, I, I ate it. I've eaten it at IKEA three days in le three times in the last seven days. Just the meatballs or something else? You know, I ate the veggie meatballs. Veggie meatballs, right? Yeah, it's good though. But you know what? Is it good or was it just cheap? And available in a furniture store. Do you spend a lot of time at the IKEA? When we go to IKEA here, it, it usually takes a while, so it's like a special event. Not for me, man. In and out. I run that thing. You'd think I was at a, a 7-Eleven the way I'm in and out at that thing. So I was nervous just now i was afraid that maybe i was going to get accused of being uh the uh creep for this week's episode no i was i was pretty nervous there for a second that was actually the first time i ever called i, I called in and uh during the uh bowling alley confessions and you you sussed me out pretty quick and what did i do well you uh how did it go? Just let's, let's, let's set the stage. You called up during Bowling Alley Confessions, which you're, first of all, not supposed to admit. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. That's I fine. Though. You, that you, you blew the lid off of the Bowling Alley. That's fine. I guess it's your right to admit it. I can't, I can't apply that to anybody. If you don't want to, if you don't want to, you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's up to you if you want to, um, to, to, uh, to, uh, right. Well, it's like the, the therapist can't, you know, take confidentiality means you can't take it out to the masses. But yes. if the person who's in therapy wants to say, wants it, to it's, go it's, and, it's, and, and talk about their problems to exactly. whoever it's, wants to listen, it's at their discretion. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So th that's fine. I apologize for blowing, for uh, turning that into something. No, I mean, you know. So you called. You told the story about what? And... Throwing mattresses in hotel pools? Was that you? No, no, no. God. God, no. That, that wasn't, wasn't you. 
No, no. I, I told a story about um, breaking up to the song Sex Dwarf by Soft Cell. Oh. I think you might have been worse than the mattress, dude. That might have been I thought a the mattress worse. guy was one of the all-time worst. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The sex dwarf thing is really troubling, though. That wasn't that wasn't of my control, though. It was one of those. Things. It's not like oh, I put okay. it on. You didn't put it on to set the mood. No, no, I okay. didn't invite the person that's, over just to go. All right, different. Okay, I, I thought for first, some reason you put the CD on. I thought for some reason you were playing it and going, "Okay, now I can. Now let me take care of business." Now that I've set the tone for the evening, okay. I mean, to be fair, it actually diffused the situation so well that I feel like if I were to, you know, want to set things up so that I could, you know, have an easy out, Mm -hmm. maybe make a playlist, Mm -hmm. put that in there kind of on shuffle. Mm -hmm. And then when I hear it starting up, I could sort of like try to get into the the bad news, but Mm -hmm. then be like, oh, my God, look, it's, it's Sex Dwarf. I totally forgot that was on this playlist. Isn't that funny? What is your name again? Alex. Alex. Now, Alex, would you take this the wrong way if I gave you a nickname for the show? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I can, I can't judge it till I know what it is. Sex dwarf, Alex. Just so I know that that's you. That's from now on when I call in, that's what I, that's what I got to go by. No, so you go as Toronto's sex dwarf, Alex. Because in case there's another one, I, I want to just make sure that people don't confuse you with them. You know what I mean? You could have one in every city if you wanted to. It could be one. I want you to just be, it's clear that you're Toronto's sex dwarf, Alex. Okay. That's fine, right? I mean, there are worse nicknames. There are worse nicknames. (laughs) I I could, it's no, it's no Jefferton. I I feel like I I got off, uh, I got off light here. Okay, but look, Toronto's sex dwarf, Alex. Let's try it on for size. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Tom. This is Toronto's Sex Dwarf Alex here. Hey, bro. What's up? What's up, Toronto's Sex Dwarf Alex? Well, you know, just uh, hanging out, listening to my uh, <laughs> best of the best of soft cell, best of the new romantic era uh, compilation. Yeah, what's track three on that best of soft cell? Sex Dwarf, probably. <laughs> Because track one would be uh, uh, Tainted Love. Track two would probably be uh, Say Hello, Wave Goodbye. Right? Uh-huh. Track three, you got Sex Dwarf, and then uh, I think it just starts over again. No. The Art of Falling Apart. You never heard that album? I'm going down to the subway. That's a great album. That's the album where he's losing his marbles. That's the only soft yeah, no, album I, I, I care I, about, bro. I have to admit, my my soft cell knowledge actually doesn't go that deep. You've never heard down, going down to the subway? I don't think so. No. By soft cell, second album. That's what, some what? Second, second album soft cell. <laughs> I'm making Was the Tainted hard love cell on the first album. I'm making some hard cell for it. What's that? Was Tainted Love on the first album? It was on the first one. I mean, I guess it was just a single or Non-stop whatever. Operatic but, cabaret. You know, yeah. Right. You like Depeche Mode, Toronto Sex Dwarf, Alex? Depeche Mode's good too. 
What's your favorite album by them? Um, or do you the just one, like, you oh, like singles? You I like mean, singles? I the just, one with Never Let Me Down Again. Okay. I think it's like... A little later in the mix for you. You're not... Uh, you're not, uh, we're not talking about a broken frame. We're not going like, my monument, it fell down. The ones no, that you no. like, you like the um, later stuff when they, when they thought they were a blues band. No, right? no, no, not that far. You're, you're, you're taking me too far into the, into the dregs. No, come on. Man, they thought they were a blues band. I just mean like you know, right. I'm in there before. What was it? I'm just trying to look music I like, for the I, masses. That's what I was. Trying I like to think that of. stuff too. I like that stuff too. You get no argument from me. It's got that one creepy song, "Little Fifteen. Could could do without that one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a what, kind what of band goes, what goes on in people's minds when they are in a band, well into the idea of like underage people and they still do a song about you know what i mean like what what's going right. on like, haven't, haven't we haven't we had enough of those by now like, yeah, every band's got to have one yeah. is it like a quota yeah didn't they realize that it's time to like let that like why is that happening like why 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 do you have to write another one of those we we, we we're full right now we've got enough yeah. i don't need to hear uh dave gahan add to the to the to the body of work with that, like, right. You know what I think we're missing is another song about underage girls. I feel like that's and, missing from our new album. <laughs> it's it's funny too because they never. It's never like oh they're this new band. It's nineteen year old guys and they wrote a song about sixteen year olds. It's like hey, this band of thirty five year old men. Yeah, they were thirty eight albums deep. Yeah. It's time for the 16-year-olds to come out. Thank you, Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex. That's a great point. <laughs> All right. You have a great night, champ. Nice to talk to you, Tom. And, but this is the thing. When you hang up now, yes, you have to say... Do I have to say Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex signing off? That's exactly what you have to say. All right. Well, thanks for calling, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, Tom. Say it. Sorry. Bye, Tom. Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex signing off now. <laughs> okay, good night. I love it. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Andy from Birmingham. Great show tonight. Andy from Birmingham? Yeah. Birmingham, That's Alabama? Correct. Yes, not Birmingham, Michigan. No. Do you guys love the governor down there? Ugh. Right? No, we do not. You don't? No, I thought that's what you guys song. did down there. I think the guys that wrote that song are from Florida. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so, no. False claim. So you don't love the governor? No, do you know about our governor right now? I don't. Oh, he's the worst. Like, where do I begin? Just another, like, token white guy in the, in the office. White guys, man. Yeah, right? you know, I'm I'm one too. There's a lot of them out there, but we don't all have to be evil. Yeah, I've had enough of them. Yeah, sick of them. Really? Well, I got a little question for you. I need what do you, what do you got? Advice. What do you got for me? 
me and a few friends are going to see the Mountain Goats in October. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we want to do like the white T-shirts, and each shirt has a letter on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to do at sporting events. Yeah. And we want to put something on there, like Jazz Fart or New Bridge, spell out some best show type word. Sure. Have well, a, of course. A suggestion for that. Um, no, I think you guys got a freelance on that one. I couldn't possibly write one for you. I think whatever, wherever you end up is where you end up. All right. We're probably going jazz fart. You're going to write jazz fart on all three shirts? Uh, eight shirts. Eight shirts. Eight letters. Wow. One letter per shirt. That is spectacular. I, I, this is what I'll say. I want to see a photo of it. Okay. Please don't make yourselves the show. No. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't be up front going, Jazz Fort, Jazz Fort, no. Jazz Fort, we until finally. Jazz Fort. No. Yeah, just don't do that. We wouldn't do that. Just be we there. Just wanna, yeah. We just want to say hey to John Worcester. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Just don't make yourselves the show, though. Agreed. Well, look, I appreciate the call. You, you uh, have fun at the show. All right, Tom. Thanks a lot. All right, bye. Best show, you're on the air. Hello, Tom. This Best is show, you're on. who's this? This is Alan. This is Alan in Wausau, Wisconsin. Alan in w- Warsaw, Wisconsin. Where? It's Wausau. Wausau. Yeah. Okay. What's going on in Wausau tonight? Well, uh, we don't get a lot of uh, local music mm-hmm. here. No. And there are like three tribute bands coming through, and I want your help to decide which one to see. Okay. So there's one coming early October, and it's a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Okay. And a couple weeks after that, there's a Rolling Stones tribute band. Mm-hmm. And then in February, there's a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Why can't you so see all three? They're not they're not going up against each other, right? Do I see them all? Yeah. What else you got okay. going on? <laughs> well, I just right? had a baby. <laughs> okay. What bands? There's some good bands from Wisconsin, right? Yeah, but they don't they don't come this far north, and we just had a baby, so I don't really leave town that much. What band? What are some of your favorite Wisconsin bands? Uh, you've got the Violent Femmes. Sure. Uh, Couch Flambeau. Right. Right. Uh, Killdozer. Sure. Who else? Well, a lot of people around Wisconsin cite the Bodines, but I don't really mm-hmm. care for them. What? Yeah. You don't like the Bodines? <laughs> no, sorry, I don't. Yeah, run away. <laughs> Remember that one twerp in the Bodines? Right? Which one? <laughs> Wasn't the one dude like a little the one? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm saying it like that. Wasn't there one dude who seemed kind of like, like uh, I don't know, I can't remember. I just remember that one video. I think the one dude was picked, it for that party of five video, the theme song. They did do the theme song to that, right? Yeah, they had a music video with like the cast or something. How did that song go? You can remember. Everybody wants to be something like that. That's right. Everybody wants to be 
Closer to yeah. Closer That's to what? To the free. to me. Free. Well, it's me and then free. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. So I see all three. Yeah. See, see as many as you can. So when you're okay. out there, when you're out there in uh, Wisconsin, and be straight with me, because I, I ask for all I ask for is honesty. Okay. okay, my friend. You ever just drive around, listen to the Bodines, right? In your truck, you drive a truck. Yeah. What do you drive? I drive a sedan. Okay, you're in your sedan, playing your Bodines records, right? Yeah. Set the mood. It's night. Little runaway. Little runaway. Right? And then you're just driving past the house with the lights on. Right. And then you're like, I got to take a, I got to take a peek in that window. Yeah. Does that ever happen? Never. Then you just play the music. You leave the truck running. Open the open the passenger door. That way you can still hear the music. And Why it's did like, I wait so long to call in? And then it's your background. It's like you just hear it in the background, right? Yeah. And yeah. then I run away. Right. Then I run away. <laughs> I'm going to fade away. Is it fade away? Is that what it was? Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a peeper anthem. <laughs> That's never. just And look, just be a be honest you can tell me it's tom yeah. ain't nobody gonna link you to this right. the community what do you think you're gonna be in front of the uh the 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 neighborhood uh watch or whatever and they're gonna be like oh, i heard you on the best show talking about <laughs> you know it's all right yeah you know you can admit it you're out there driving around I can't. I can't. Let's just set the mood now. You're driving around. There's a Bodine's plan. Got a Bodine's tape. There it is. Out away. Fade away. And then you're just like, oh, look at that house. Right? (laughs) Look, I'm looking on, on, on. On YouTube, the first the first comment somebody wrote about this song, love this. So many cool nights riding the strip late to this. So good. What? What strip? That's you. Oh yeah, that's me. I think it's you. What's the username? Well, here's somebody also saying, I've been a big fan of the Bodines. Might be that they came from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, and this is written by. Uh, Peeper 99. Peeper 99. Which is coming up as your IS, uh, ISBN line is coming up here. It's you. I can digitally, I can, I can digitally prove it's you. Dudio is back there running a trace. Du- oh, Dudio as you nailed. Dudio is like Mr. Robot out there. <laughs> Have you watched this show, Mr. Robot? Do you ever watch that through someone's window? I don't, I don't know what that is. What I was is watching it? an episode of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I'm waiting for the robot to show up, right? Because he's yeah. like, the one guy, I don't know if he's a robot or not, 
If he's going to suddenly be like, I am Mr. Robot. I am Mr. Robot. Me, mo, mo, me, mo. Right? Beep, 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 Right, Muck? Right? Robots had to talk with, like, an Austrian accent. Is this the part when you get your step stool out? Yeah. Yeah, I keep the step stool in the back seat. Yeah. Just give me a little peeper, little peeper walla on this. Peeper walla? Walla. That's what you say when you're in a voiceover session and they just make some sounds. So, like, the sound of someone walking up to a window? No, just like stuff you'd say. Like, oh, yeah. Peeping. Good night for peeping. This is good peeping weather. <laughs> Well, there's a full moon, so mm-hmm. it's going to help the peeping. Yeah. You know, they'll be able to see me, but I'll be able to see them, so that helps. <laughs> good, crisp fall weather. It's good sleeping weather. Good peeping weather, right? <laughs> leave your You leave your windows open at night because it's good sleeping weather. You hope they leave their windows at night because it's good peeping weather. Yeah, the only thing is, is with, like, the fall weather comes, the falling leaves... And the leaves crunch, and they might hear me outside the window. <laughs> exactly, they give you away. But isn't that right, part of the yeah. thrill too, though? Oh yeah, that's hey, better. It's that peeper. <laughs> it's him with the yeah. pickup truck playing the Bodines. I thought I heard the Bodines. Yeah, it's the guy with the broom coming to get me. Run! <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate it. You have a great night. You too, thanks. All right, bye. <laughs> Woohoo, right? My friends, I want you all to know, you know Pat Byrne. He's a part of the show, one of the producers of the show. He's got another, he does a show on WFMU called Prove It All Night. And there is a live installment of it this Saturday, this Saturday, 9 p.m. over at the WFMU Studios. You can check it out live. Uh, let's see. It's a, it's a, uh, go to WFMU.org for more information on it. I guess if you want to get more info. What is it? The last annual DIY Late Night Talk Show Awards. Is that it? Is that his show this week? I'm trying to read it here. I ain't a part of Facebook no more. I can't read these things. This is what I'm going to tell you. Here, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm going to go find out right now. Sorry about this, my friends. This is what you do. Right here. Where is it? It's going to be here on the, the ting. Prove it all night. Variety show with Pat Byrne. Got no info on this. You got, oh, you got a studio. See this guy? He is Mr. Robot. I am Mr. Robot. Welcome. This Saturday, 9 p.m., prove it all night live at the WFMU performance space in Jersey City. It's the last annual DIY Late Night Talk Show Awards. On the bill, Dave Hill, 
Joe Firestone, Brett Davis, Jay Miller, and Scott Rogowski. All great people. Wait, Jay Miller from Impractical Jokers. I gotta, I gotta get in on that, man. I'm telling you. These dudes have it figured out. I'm here scraping for every nickel I can get my hands on. Then these impractical jokers, all they do is, and I mean, God bless them, the impractical jokers. Thank you, Dudia. Thank you, Mr. Robot. <laughs> all they do is they, 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 their entire budget for their show is a, a couple flip cams and some, uh, some, some like walkie talkies that they buy at a, a KB Toys. Well, go go up to that woman and and uh, t- tell her she looks stupid. They're at the mall, Staten Island Mall. Half the time you're at the Staten, you know the Staten Island Mall. Half the time you go there, you're getting bugged by the impractical jokers. The other half, you got some uh, uh, sex dominatrix walking around. There was that story. A guy had a. His is uh, a woman on a leash. He was walking her around the Staten Island Mall. Boy, that Staten Island Mall, that's where it's happening. Half the time it's the Impractical Jokers. The other half of the time it's that guy. Got to put a, a dog collar on you walking around. The Impractical, I got I to gotta get a piece of that action. I just Staten Island garbage rats has to, we got to make that a reality. The show where me and AP Mike and Dudio and, and Kristen and we'll find some other people. We need, you know, we need the villain for this show. It's a, but the premise of the show is it's basically us at the Staten Island dump rooting around for, for treasures. Pat Burns a part of it. He's like the, he's like the handsome young man part of it. Mike's got a pet monkey named Cuddles. Dudio and Kristen are like the Jared and Brandy of it. Maybe I'll just be the villain of the thing. Maybe I'll just be the Dave uh, uh, from Storage Wars. I'll just be that guy in it. Mike with his monkey is going to be like that dude. Uh, you know that one guy who looks like a if a gorilla fell in a vat of nair and like up to his head? You know that guy, Mike? On Storage Wars, the guy who's like, the guy who's like, I got to tell you, I think, (laughs) is it Daryl? He's like, I got to tell you, I think Barry's stupid. I can, I'm going to run this up on this storage locker and get him to pay more than he wants to pay for it. I got to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to get Jared and Brandy think they're slick. I'm going to make him pay too much for this locker. How did that show get past one episode? Like, isn't one enough? Like, one. They could have done one 40-minute episode to, like, fit in a little bit more than one episode. I got to tell you, I I see some, some real potential in this locker. And he's also the guy who would be like, here's some, he'd be like, Here's some comic books. Just five hundred dollars, like overpriced, overestimating on everything, so that he never loses. 
here's some uh here's here's some paper plates that's thirty dollars here's some pants that's a hundred I gotta run it up here comes Mike Mike now Mike's bringing the laptop in <laughs> 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 Mike's bringing in things he's showing me memes from about storage wars and one was like <laughs> a box of paper towels that's $200 right that's a $200 bill right there so I gotta get something going this this uh these storage wars and store I mean these uh, impractical jokers guys are, are rolling in it they got their own cruise now the impractical jokers cruise. Can you imagine a cruise ship? I don't even talking about those guys. I'm I, meeting them would be would be all right. Meeting the impractical jokers. I'm talking about meeting fellow impractical jokers fans. You know these impractical joker dudes are hiding in their cabins on that thing. There's a lot of room service going on with that. A lot of room service. Uh, those dudes might not even know. They might not even know there's a pool on the boat. Hey, did you see the pool? No, I stayed in my room and went to the three events that I legally had to go to, that contractually I I, I said I would go to, <laughs> to fulfill my responsibilities for the for the for the cruise, the storage, the Impractical Jokers cruise. But imagine those fans. Hey, I think I saw Sal. I think I saw Sal. I think I saw Sal getting pizza. Hey, Sal's over at the clam. Sal, I think I saw Sal at the oyster bar. Let's go check. Sal's running away. Those guys, they got it figured out. That's what I need. I need mine. I need my my uh, impractical jokers. Got to get, and I'll, I, we'll all we'll all get rich on it. We'll all get rich. How's that sound? Sound good, Mike? You'll be like one of these reality show guys. You and you'll as long as Cuddles, nothing happens to cut. You, your biggest responsibility is going to be to keep Cuddles alive, because God forbid anything happens to Cuddles on your watch, you're you're done. That's the, you're in Ranazisi, uh, town. That's Ranazisi, that's Ranazisi times a thousand. If that chimp eats it on your watch, nobody's gonna want anything to do with you. Stand on garbage rats, I'll have to boot you off the show. I'll boot you off, I'll slide someone else in there. Who should, would I, I'll put, I'll put Keith from Keith and the Girl in there, in your place. He'd fit on the show. Kurt Vile. I'll let Kurt Vile. A Jello Man. I'll let Jello Man. Jello Man might just be on it anyway, right? Out in the dump making Jello. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to end the best show tonight. We all had a fun evening, did we not? Do you have a right time, Mike? Yeah, I think so. 
You have an okay time, Dudio? I can't believe anything Dudio says. Thought I thought Mike I thought Mike gave me hollow answers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was like, man, that was great. <laughs> you had fun tonight? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Just <laughs> completely, completely tossed off answer. You have fun tonight, Mike? Yeah, I had fun. How about, how about you, Dude? You have fun? Yeah, it was great. Just. Two dudes who are checked out. Great band. Speaking of Australia, Dick Diver. They put a record out on Trouble in Mind earlier this year. We've played it before. The name of the record is Melbourne, Florida. And we're going to play it again. Song called Waste the Alphabet. Let's check it out. And the best show will be back next week. The beginning. Tonight is the final episode of Best Show 2.0. Starting next week, Best Show 2.1. Here's something from Dick Diver. See you next week, everybody. (laughs) 